what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. It's not necessary to lay a foul tongue on me, my friend. I could get upset. Things could get out of hand. And then in self-defense, I could do something to you that you would not like right here. No, you would not like what I did. Uh Uh-uh, good morning and welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show here on a uh, beautiful Tuesday, I guess. I mean, it's average out there. It's kind of overcast, but warm at least. So I, I got that going for me. Uh, big show in store for us today. We got a lot to talk about. A lot of stuff I haven't been paying a lot of attention to that needs some attention paid to it. Um, but first, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to share something with y'all. Yesterday, I'm watching TV, watching the news and stuff, and it's showing highlights from like the day before, right? Day before, uh, Joe Biden was down in Selma crossing that bridge. The Edmund Pettus Bridge uh, that, that, that the bloody Sunday happened on 58 years ago. And he gave a speech on civil rights. Okay, that's great. And then they decided to walk across the bridge. Now, who in their right mind thinks that it's okay for Joe Biden to walk any distance? Because the man is shuffling now. And they put him in this line of, uh, I guess, the who's who of that community. Uh, I'm sharing the picture with y'all now. Um, The the picture I just shared with you, uh, it looks like the guy who played Bubba on Sanford and Son is over on the far right. I didn't know he was still alive, but good. Next to him is a guy in a wheelchair. Now, and the guy in the wheelchair is moving better than Joe Biden. I I, I think it's either Ray Parker Jr. or Herbie Hancock sitting in the wheelchair. And then right next to him is is our dear, dear friend, uh, the, the good reverend Al Sharpton, who looks terrible. So in the words... Of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R E S P I C T. Okay, uh, now, now, if you go to the far left, there's a. It looks like an aged Master P in a white jumpsuit, and he's got a walker. And there's a couple of old gals. I think that's Salt and Pepper right there. They're next to him, and then right next to Joe, and and this is not the smartest thing in the world. Joe is shuffling. He's old, and he's holding hands with Al Sharpton. And Al's helping him along, and 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 Joe's holding the hands of what looks to be Nelson Mandela's granddaddy. I mean, this this guy is old, and they got him next to Joe, and he's moving better than Joe. This guy who's standing next to Joe Biden was old in nineteen. Uh, he was he was old in fifty eight years ago. Oh, my God. Uh, watching that video, it was just, it was really painful to watch the video of them just shuffling around. And I understand this is a, a very important march, and I'm not trying to make fun of the march in general. I'm just making fun of the only cracker at the march. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a couple other crackers. They're called Secret Service agents. What a great photo op for the president. 
Uh, all right, let's say some good morning, shall we? I, I, I mean, it, watching that video is just funny as shit. Well, Lottie freaking God! Great fire, first one here. It says, Arnie, good morning to you and the entire ass family. Battleborn says, morning, ass family. Cowboys girl's in the house. She says, good morning, ass family. Swoosh! Morning, ass family. Morning to you, too. Gold says, good morning, folks. Well, good morning to you. Oh, my lucky stars! Go on! The only bratty kid is all up in the house. Listen, that that's a bunch of hooey. Oh. That soft and cuddly feeling. We're going to hug a thug. No. Y'all no, need to wake up. Yeah, you really do. How and arrogant are you to think that you deserve to go through life with no one ever saying anything that you don't agree with or like? Uh, I, I, I do that all the time, but... <clears throat> Hey, I hope you have a spectacular day today. Jazzman says only one word to say, eat tacos. Yes, uh, what is that one word? Tuesday? Morning, ass family. Uh, Timmy Nicole says, good morning, guys. Just waiting while I defrost. Still cold, huh? Still getting them winter storms? Yeah, it's going to be probably 80 here today, too. Uh, let's see. Um, Swoosh says, stroke wind. Did Arnie get kicked? No, I, I was playing music. Uh, good Tuesday morning, ass family. Time for Wimpy to pay up. The good Darren says, good morning, ass family. Um, Desert Runner says, hello, ass. Sanchez family says, ahoy. Sassy Pammy. Mm. She's uh, here this morning, says, good morning. Civil rights are the blacks wanted to throw in jail because they're animals. Average age of the front row was 97. If Al Sharpton died, I'd be okay with it. Just imagine if Joe would have fallen and taken that down with him. Hip replacements on the White House. Uh, Whitewash says, good morning, Arnie and the rest of the S family. Happy Tuesday. Well, now, I don't have a lot of stories uh, that go with this. I, I, I saw the video of it this morning, and I haven't really been paying attention and I'm sorry. I know it's my job to pay attention to this stuff. But when it's when it, when we get to the point where it's really ridiculous and really, really stupid, I, I try to, I guess, shield you guys from it because it's not really worthy of airtime, which means it's not worthy that you hear it even. And I want to talk about this January 6th thing. The, the the whole January 6th thing, from the moment that, that the speeches happened, you had a sense that something wasn't going to, to be right that day. Yet you, you, you had a sense about it. And then what we were told and what we were shown are the insurrectors showing up at the Capitol building, breaking in. We saw a young lady get shot. Because she went and, and the guy was pointing a gun and says, if you jump through this window, I'm going to shoot you. And, well, he did. We heard stories about guards being trampled, guards being beaten. One guard was beaten so bad he had a stroke. Turns out none of that was true. Then we got videos. We got videos from the inside. It showed these terrible people inside putting their feet up on the desk of Nancy Pelosi. Hold on a second. When the last time I saw a mouth like that, it had a hook in it. We saw a guy with a water buffalo hat on, painted, and he's standing there where the Speaker of the House stands. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And AOC almost died being almost an entire two city blocks away. And then some stuff started to leak from there. Like police moving barricades, let people in. Police actually opening the doors for people. There's a a very famous video that they showed in the halls of Congress. They showed uh, Senator Howley, one of my favorite senators. I believe he's from Missouri. I'm not totally sure. Um, He doesn't take a lot of bullshit, and I like him. Ogre, buenos dias, amigo. It shows him scampering away by himself. As the insurrectors break in. Well, a lot of new video has surfaced. A lot of uncut, unredacted video has has shown up. That video that I just talked about, Senator Hawley running down the hallway, yeah, it's edited to show just him. What they don't show is the 30 seconds before of pretty much all the senators running down that exact same hallway, and he was the last one. If that tells you anything about him. Then we're also shown the guy in the water buffalo hat being escorted around the building by police officers. You know, the same police officers that he assaulted? They actually show them walking him down the hallway, showing him into the the halls of Congress, if you will. Now, I'm not saying any of this is a gotcha moment for anything. I'm just saying, remember what they showed you and what they're showing you now. And I want you to think about the stuff that they're still not going to show you. And that's why this has not been a bigger topic on this show. I dealt with with something that I don't think that we're going to know the truth of for two full years on this show. And that's the COVID-19 thing. We're finding out more and more and more and more every single day about it and how we were right the entire time. And it, but I still don't think we're going to get to the brass tacks of where it came from, what it was for, all that kind of stuff. And when this January 6th thing happened, I made, I made a mental note in my mind saying, you know what? I don't want to dive into stuff that we aren't going to get the answers to. Because that is the definition of insanity. And I personally do not believe that we're going to ever know the true truth about what happened on January 6th. Who was behind it. We've heard stories about 40 plus FBI agents being involved with this. That they they were... uh, a part of, they, they'd worked their way on the inside of some of these hate groups that were there. And I, I, I just sit back and I, 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 I really do weep for America. Due to the fact that we have all of this technology, we have cameras everywhere, especially in Washington, D.C., and the fact of the matter is we're not ever going to get the truth. And 
And those people are in jail, but the people that went to the Supreme Court justice homes are walking free. Absolutely. Derek says, yeah, I don't know what uh, I don't know what that whole January 6th thing smells dirty to me. It, it, it all is. And, and now we're, we're releasing it and we're releasing it on Fox News. And, and look, I, I would prefer to watch Fox News over CNN due to the personalities. Personally, I think they're better and they're I think they're more entertaining on Fox News. And that's pretty much why I watch those news networks is for the entertainment value, I'm not getting information from them. Getting, I'm getting one-sided reports from any network you watch. The January 6th idiots were like, hey, we need to give the Democrats a gift and put a big bow on it. I know, let's storm the Capitol. I mean, I remember when it happened. I, I, I And people were bragging, and, and, you know, that's how a lot of people got caught is they bragged about being, on, you know, there on January 6th. If I would, look, look here. We all know that I wasn't there because I was doing this show that day. But I'll tell you this right here, right now. If I would have been in, it, it, I would not tell a fucking person. Yeah, I was part of the insurrection. Well, you know what? You work with a bunch of crybabies in this world now, and they hear you were there at the insurrection. They're calling crime stoppers. Oh, that's how these people have gotten busted. They've opened their damn mouths. Be like coming out and going, hey. I committed a murder the other day, and nobody's going to turn you in. Uh, Gold says, let's keep it real. It's a gotcha moment. They lied, and it was nothing more than propaganda. Set up 40,000 hours of video, and they're trying to hide it. That was a clue right there. More will be coming out and solidify this as fake-ass stunt who covers stolen elections. Well, 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 we'll see. I mean, will it come out? Won't it come out? I don't know. Hey! Konnichiwa! Around here, we speak American, okay, bud? That's a champ right there. Uh, Maid says, good morning, ask NAIG. Japanese word of the day is Uso. Translation, lie. Ooh, the Uso brothers, they're liars. Good Monday Night Raw last night. John Cena eviscerated Austin Theory. That was pretty funny. Fox News was right there along calling this an insurrection. Well... By definition, it was. I mean, now that we're learning more about it. Uh, like I said, like I said, I, I I haven't followed it. I don't want to follow it. And it, it is what it is. It, like I said, I'm tired of investing a lot of time and effort into stories knowing that I'm not going to get an answer. I did that with COVID. COVID, COVID might have jaded me, and I'm sorry if it did jade me. But until we find out everything we can about, I mean, I mean, think about it. COVID. We 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 stopped being us. We lost our identity. And then it opened the door to all this stupidity, and and I know that the door was cracked open in 2020. The door was starting to crack open. Boy, but I tell you what, as soon as everything was clear and everybody had a story and, oh, my God, I've lost this, I've lost that, we all started wearing fucking different sexes clothes. We all decided, hey, I got to have fucking, you know, my dick cut off. I mean, it, 
you think that there isn't anything to do with the, the, the COVID thing that, that spilled over in the last two years of this? And yes, it's only been really two years that they've been forcing this trans shit down our throat. But man, it has been harsh. We have to keep putting up with that. It's like they give us new challenges each and every day. And it's like, stop it. Can't we just fucking go to work? pay our bills, watch TV, and go to bed? Why do we have to fight with each other all the time? Uh, I still say that this whole January 6th insurrection was all set up by Democrats to go against Trump. It wouldn't surprise me, but I'm not going to say it. And the reason why I'm not going to say it is because we'll never know. That's why I'm not going to say it, because we're never, ever going to know. It's going to be one of those things that we talk about, and one side has their version of it, and the other side has their version of it. And I think I, I think there's too much of that now. That Shaney chick is a total cunt. Sorry. <laughs> you don't have to say sorry for that desert runner. Talking about Liz Cheney. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. So, all right, let, let, let's, uh, is there, there was something else was I going to say? I, I don't think so. Let, let's start the show. Um, this first story, it, I, <laughs> maybe I'm jaded now. Four Americans have been kidnapped in Mexico. No, no, nobody prominent. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's not like, you know, another WNBA star. Don't worry, we, we're not going to have to trade El Chapo, I don't think, for these people. Uh, four U.S. citizens have been kidnapped after gunmen opened fire on their car in northern Mexico in Matamoros. I've been there. Four entered Matamoros across from Brownsville on Friday while traveling in a white minivan with North Carolina license plates. San Antonio Division Office statement said the vehicle came under fire shortly after it entered Mexico. All four Americans were placed in a vehicle taken away by scene. And now the FBI is offering a $50,000 reward for the victims. Now, one of the victims, from what I understand, they were going down to, um, to Mexico. And this is not, I, I'm not kidding about this. Um, this is going to be interesting to see how this is played. Um, the four people that were taken were African American. I, I know at least two were African American. One was headed to Mexico to get a tummy tuck surgery. I'm not kidding about that. Now, 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 once again, I, I've stated this in the past. If you go to Mexico for, for bad plastic surgery, you get what you deserve. Now, that does not mean kidnapped by the cartel. So the cartels hate black people. I, I guess so. Uh, no, I'm not going to call Liz Cheney's office. I'm sure that that, 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 would, that would come back to haunt me. But uh, maybe another time. Um, (sighs) 
I, I, I really, really don't want to play this. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. I, I mean... I, I, I got to go, and, and I know exactly where they crossed. I've crossed that exact same bridge. I've gone into that exact same town in Matamoros. Cartels are like, you want plastic surgery? We'll give you a facelift and a soccer ball as a thank you gift. Oh, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna also uh, we're gonna put like eighty eight pounds of fentanyl in your gut, and you're gonna cross the border with that fentanyl in there. I don't want to say I told you so. Oh wow, two of the four are dead, according to Fox News. Ice block on a stomach is a painkiller. Greatest botched episode ever. Lady going to get a tummy tuck, and instead of fucking numbing her with any kind of numbing agent, they put a block of ice on her. She's like, all right. Um, this is why Americans shouldn't be going to Mexico. Now, look, I, I understand. Now, I, I've understood that, that you can fly into one of the resort towns in Acapulco or Ca- Cancun or Cabo. Now, you can go to those places, and it's kind of safe. From what I understand, it's kind of safe because the cartels are the main investors in a lot of those hotels. And if you get on the cartel, I mean, the hotel bus, it's weird how cartel and hotel kind of sound the same. You get on the cartel hotel bus, and they take you to the uh, the hotel, the, the resort, if you will. And from what I understand, they tell you, hey, you're going to be A-OK as long as you stay in the resort. This is what I would tell them. If I was if I was kidnapped by the cartel and I had to drive these people to the resort and I told them, I'd be like, look here, you want to stay in the resort. The rest of Mexico sucks, all right? It's old. It's dirty. The people are poor. They're going to beg you for money. The stuff you buy here is absolute garbage. Stick to the resort. I will see you in seven days. Nod if you understand. But you always get those assholes. Honey, honey, I want to see more of Mexico. I don't want to stay at the resort. Now, that can be the husband or the wife. I don't care. I'm just doing the the, the, the naggy voice because we all have that naggy. I want to see. But, 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 honey, they said uh, uh, Mexico was bad. I don't care. I want to live it up. This is Honeymoon. You go outside of the resort and get your face cut off and stoned onto a soccer ball. There you go. That's what happens. That's not. That's not a good anniversary gift. The Adventures of Arnie, cartel bus driver, coming soon to a theater near you. Toto says to catch the rays in Africa, not Mexico. I would almost. I would almost. Almost. If I was a look here, I'm not only the cartel bus driver, I'm also Arnie State's travel agent, Esquire. 
If you came to me and said, hey, look here, I got two options for vacation this year. I want to go to Matamoros, Mexico, or I want to go to the Congo. <laughs> I'd be like, what? why don't you just let me shoot you right here? I mean, seriously, you want either Ebola or you want to get killed by the cartel. You want to get eaten by cannibals or you want to get fucking killed by the cartel. I can save you a lot of money. I just put a bullet right in your head right now. Cocaine Arnie on a bus. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I'm sad to hear that two of these people are dead. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't shock me that this is happening. Uh, see, if you'd like to know my, my real feelings on, on the world right now, this is my real feelings towards the world right now. We, we're dealing with all this stuff, and I'm not going to go into the whole Ukraine thing or, or, or anything like that. We've got all these problems around the world. And one of the biggest problems in the entire world is happening right below us. We're getting shipments upon shipments upon shipments of fentanyl, dangerous, deadly fentanyl, coming into our country, and it's coming in through the southern border. And who's it coming in through? It's coming in through the drug cartels. Maybe they're working with the Chinese that, that, that's bringing this in. I don't know, or if the, I don't know if the cartels are making this on their own. And I don't care. I don't care. I think it's time. This is why. This is another reason why it's, it's a good thing I'm not the president. Because that southern border would be shut the fuck down. All the way from California down to Matamoros. Because about Matamoros is about as, as far east as the border goes. Shut it down. And have military personnel on that wall 24-7. This is a war, and, and, and I'm sorry to put it that way, and I'm sorry if you don't agree with me on the, this is an absolute war that we are entrenched in with these different cartels, and they're bringing not only people over, but they're disguising the people because a lot of these people have fucking fentanyl sewn in their body somewhere, or they're bringing fentanyl over. And this is a war that we're getting our ass handed to us in. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company dime. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and creativity. The least he can do is when I poo. Alicia, good morning to you. She says, hi, y'all. Uh, off for four fucking days. Jalapeno. Well, jalapeno, back to you. Um, Cowboys Girl says 100%. You want me on that wall? You need me on that wall. Desert Runner says 100% war against the USA. And I don't know about you, but being here in Texas, I get to see it a lot more on TV and the news reporting and, and hearing about illegal aliens all over the... the and, and that's what we call them here. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. They're illegal aliens. I've been calling them that since I was a little kid, and I'm going to continue to call them that. Um, these people are coming here, and they're dropping off their fentanyl, and then they're taking advantage of our system. Well... Yeah, I, I'm done with it. This is this is the first problem that I see. 
And and when I when I enact that guard to be put in place, I get on the old horn, which is the TV, as presidents do or vice presidents, whatever. Me and Tommy can run it together. And the, the first thing I'm going to do is like, hey, hey, Canada, if you don't fucking get your shit up straight there too, we're going to do the same thing up there. We'll allow people in the country, but that's going to be at our own whim. Well, I look, look, I understand immigration is a part of this nation. It's a part of our DNA as Americans, yes. But now it's like we're playing God and we're just fucking letting everybody in here. Well, we can't do that anymore. Uh, let's see. Uh, the law refers to them as criminal aliens. So do I. There you go. So they're illegal aliens. And once again, when, you know, when you get into talking to these people who, who have that soft part of their heart for them, and they go, don't call them illegal aliens, they're undocumented workers. See, this is the thing that nobody gets. And, and I, there's, there's going to be people that disagree with me here, and I'm okay with that. You can disagree with me, we can have a chat about it. But the most unpopular thing is I, that I do as president is when I take that Oval Office and I cut off welfare and unemployment after 90 days. 90 days. Done. And you can't get back on it within a year. Now that I've stopped the border crossing issue, we have all these hard manual labor jobs that have to be done. Oh, Americans won't do that. Well, Americans will do that if we don't have safety nets involved. Well, uh, head of lettuce is going to cost $9. No. No, you're going to pay the Americans what you pay the, the, the illegal aliens. Because those people are going to have to work. Now, will crime go up? I don't know how crime can go up anymore. I mean, think about it. We have all these safeguards in place, yet crime is soaring through the roof. So I'm not too worried about that because I'm I'm, uh, all the DA Soros, all the Soros DAs, yeah, they're going to Gitmo. I'm just going to take them all, and they're going to Gitmo because they were traitors to this country. Bam, put them down there. Put some district attorneys in there, and I don't care what letter's in front of your name. I want you to do your job. Meaning if there's somebody there who has a a rap sheet that's 10 feet long, you don't let them go on no bail if they've committed a heinous crime because all they're going to do is commit more heinous crimes, even worse than the one you've got them arrested on. See, we can... We can fix America, but there's a huge problem, and which leads me to think you can't fix America, but there is a fix in place, and that fix, and this is where it doesn't happen, requires a lot of heavy lifting. It requires a lot of hard work. It means Americans are going to have to take the jobs out in the fields, in the hotels. Why? Because that's the only place they're going to be able to make money. 
Now, if you're a church and you want to give private donations to people, more power to you. But living on the government tit, we're about done. We're about done with that. Hey, and, and, and look here, I understand why those two things, especially those two, were started. Why welfare and unemployment were started. They're, they were started at in, in good intentions. Great intentions. But when I hear about people that are on generational welfare, it's not supposed to last that long. You keep getting these unemployment, you know, extensions, 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 no extensions, sorry. And, and, and look, as president, you can come to my office and I'll turn you down for an extension. Because it, 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 here's, here's the biggest part. Here's the biggest part, and nobody wants to own up to this. This is the hardest one to swallow for Americans. Everybody's got a story. Everybody has a story. Everybody's mama was bad to them. Everybody's daddy was bad to him. They had a hard time growing up. They were made fun of. Everybody's got a story. So when you walk into my Oval Office and you say, well, Mr. President, I I had two of the hardest months of my life. Well, I understand that and I feel bad for you, but if you want to eat, you got to work. And it's 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 not going to be easy, and it's not going to be fun, and that's why it's not going to happen. There are ways to fix this country. Ain't going to happen though. Okay, smart guy. Without generational welfare, where the fuck do I buy crack? I haven't ironed out all my drug assignments yet. Uh, that's 100% correct. It's only supposed to be there to help you get back on your feet. What's that old saying? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Amen to that. It truly, truly is. Uh, but hey, hey, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just go down like the, like the fucking band on the Titanic. I'll keep playing. Uh, by the way, did anybody get to see this wonderful display of Antifa last weekend? Uh, John Moran's parents were good to him. Now he thinks he's a gangster. Yep. Antifa, 23 domestic terrorists, including an attorney for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Boy, the most liberal. You think the ACLU is bad? You think that they're a bunch of whiny pussies? Oh, the the fucking Southern Poverty Law Center is like, hold our fucking Oval Team. Thomas Webb Jurgens, an attorney for the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, was charged after rioters clashed with police in Atlanta on Sunday. The video I've seen is that there was some kind of like little shitty music festival going on in Atlanta, and I mean... When I mean little and shitty, I mean it was like a, I don't know, like 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 a like 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 a company picnic type thing. And then all of a sudden, you see all these people dressed in black and camouflage, like single file, walk past all these people at this shitty family reunion slash company picnic. And there's this area behind this campground, and it's across the area from the new Cop City 
that cops are building in Atlanta to train. And Antifa started throwing bottles. They started throwing fireworks at the cops. They did all this kind of stuff. And 23 of the Antifa people were uh, were arrested. And let's see, let's see. Honky, 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 black honky, Vietnamese honky, 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 honky. Honky, Indian, honky, Indian. That is it. Those are the people. That was a little song I put together there. Um, all these people, <laughs> I, I I just love it. I, I just love it so much. Fuck your mama. Ah, good morning, hot mama. How are you? Those Antifa cockstains should be deported to Mexico. Enjoy telling them how to do business. Yeah. Now, as I, I, as I look at these... Uh, these wonderful, uh, upright human beings. Do, do you think that your your plights of throwing fireworks at police are, are really going to get you noticed? You see, see, you got fireworks, and those are cool. Once again. See, I like to put myself in the middle of these stories before I become president. It'll be stories like this is why I become president. If I'm on that gate and they're shooting fireworks at me, you know what I'm doing? I'm going right on inside, and I'm rocking that 12-gauge Mossberg shotgun. That's what I'm doing. Hey, you got fireworks? That's cool. I got a shotgun. Let's see who wins, motherfuckers. I'll take you all out. Oh, I don't care. I've gotten to the point where I just don't care. Your civil rights and your civil liberties, they're at risk now. Great, I'm going to be singing honky, honky, honky in my head the rest of the day. See, this this is the funny thing. I, I look at this group of people here, and I don't understand why they hate the cops. Maybe Cameron Daryl Pipes. Maybe he's had a couple bad run-ins with the Atlanta PD. Maybe. But he's about the only one. Victor Paredes, uh, the Indian fella. And I, I, I'm talking, not, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. The last guy was, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Most of them are like, let's see, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We, we got ten in their early 20s, probably. You know, the mommy and daddy haven't paid enough attention to them. And they're out there because, damn the man, they're just tired of the police getting the upper hand all the time, man. And 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 we we don't like the cops, man, because we heard a story about cops, man. How about if I take that Mossberg and shove it up your fucking ugly twat? How about that? Fuck deporting them to Mexico. That's far too nice of a place. Ship those commie anti-Ufa fucks to North Korea so they can experience what life in a true communist paradise looks like. Amen. Amen. Send them to North Korea. You know, where they don't eat. Their own soldiers have to go out in the fields and, and, and hunt rats. I'm not kidding. That's what people in North Korea eat. 
A lot of rat. They got a lot of rat in their diet. Why? Because it's the only fucking food available to them. Because the government is fucking crooked and corrupt. Christopher, send them to Ukraine to be freedom fighters. If they live, sentence is completed. If they die, job done. I don't think they get that far. Hit the Russians with bike locks. Yeah. Well, that, 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 hey, hey, we need a front line. These kids would be great on the front line in Ukraine. We arm them with fireworks. <laughs> Here you go. Here's all the M80s you need. You just throw them at those Ruskies. Um, oh, Mossberg up the Kuka. Don't threaten me with a good time. Before you know it, you'll be offering to play Kuka Russian Roulette. That is exactly what they, it is. I mean, I mean, honestly, like a lot of their soldiers have to go out into these fields and they have to try to find rats. And I know farmers will hold on to their rats because, well, that's what the farmers have to eat there too. Why? It's because of their government. It's not because we don't want to send them food. We Look, look, the people in North Korea, I kind of feel bad for them because they don't know any different. They're being held down by a ruthless dictator, and they don't have look. They ain't got the strength to rise up against government because I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but rat doesn't have a lot of nutrients. I mean, you can get a nutra rat, but it don't. It don't. It, it's like getting a smart water. It doesn't make you smart. And if you're only fueling up on bad government water and rat. You aren't going to have quite enough power to fucking face off against the military that it at least has rat and maybe some salt. Uh, I don't remember that scene in Deer Hunter. Why are you putting down rats? They were good enough for Officer John Spartan. They're good enough for me. Well, they, for a time being, they're good. They, they, this is the, their people's diet. Their food pyramid is a rat. That's it. And maybe some rice. Their pyramid goes like this. The bottom level is rice. The top level is rat. They don't bother with any fruit or anything like that. (laughs) The number one condiment in North Korea is spit. They can't even get ketchup. Hey, we got plenty of mustard here in Texas. We'll send y'all some mustard. Goddamn too much mustard. Damn, every burger place here has to load up a damn burger with mustard. I don't know. I've seen some of those TikToks with wealthy Asian people, and they all just eat weird shit. Well, they, see, but but it's different than rat. There are some fine folks over in, in Asia that they eat bat. I, I think it's easy to say bat and rat. You know, you got them poor people in Wuhan, they're eating bats, and the, the bats have this sickness, and it transferred to the people, and then we got COVID. Ta-da! Where's, where's my check from Anthony Fauci for saying it that way? Did you see guys post on Superfans page this week? It's all about North Korea defector trying to tell people how good we have it here in America, how stupid trying to emulate China and North Korea here in the U.S., 
I've seen, I don't know if I've seen that gal that you have up there. I've seen a gal who is from North Korea that has talked about that and how bad it is over there, and it is bad. All you got to do is, there's something really interesting. Um, If you can find the old documentary of when Dennis Rodman went and played basketball in North Korea, there's one part in that documentary that really does creep me out. I, I mean, the whole thing is weird, and it, it, it's very strange to watch. But when they're traveling to the arena to play basketball, it's in the middle of the day. It's like a Thursday or a Friday over in China or North Korea. And there's no one on the streets. Literally, I mean, they have all these paved roads and everything, and there's nobody out. I'm like, wait a second, ain't, ain't nobody going to the basketball game? They go inside, the, the arena's completely packed. They don't know how to cheer. They don't know when to cheer. They're very, it's very strange to them. But it's packed, but you don't see any of them people on the street. Charlie Brown went to North Korea and said rats and their eyes got big as they can, considering <laughs> where, where? So, yes, I, I, I agree. We should send the Antifa fucks over there to North Korea and see how they do it. Speaking of, I, I did bring up uh, Dr. Fauci. Um, oh, th- this little story, no big deal here once again. Nothing to see here. Um, Dr. Anthony Fauci commissioned and edited the report he cited to disprove the lab leak theory. Oops, Daisy. He's the one that edited it? That's strange. Many media outlets then started to dismiss the lab leak theory, only later to suggest it may be possible. So he he paid for a paper to disprove the possibility. Dr. Anthony Fauci actually paid for this paper to get written. Now, when you pay somebody to write a paper, you can get them to say pretty much whatever you want. That's that that's the whole thing here. And to say it was that way, terrible. I have a YouTube video of my trip to a market in Nunchung, China to show you what it looks like there in 2019. Oh, sweet. Here we go. Video. The mping. This is like an open air market. We'll we'll play some of this. That is right below where I live. Okay. Oh, that's convenient. The the amount of smell in here is almost to the point to where... I don't want to eat ever ever again for the rest of my life. <laughs> it is by far one of the most disgusting smells I've ever smelled in my life. Like a smell of like... I like the mop on the ground. There's a guy riding a moped through there. Mixed with raw ingredients. Why, why is a guy riding a moped it through there? Just mind-blowing. I mean, I mean, I want to take a moped through really Kroger. fresh vegetables. But if you look at how the ground looks, there's like open vats of seafood and the ground is wet. There's another moped. It's, it is alarming. It is so scary. And it's actually even hard to walk because the ground is so slippery. They almost got run over by a moped. I just stepped on something that squished and I'm trying not to throw up at the moment. I mean, There's another moped. What is this, a moped gang? Meat in the open. 
And I don't understand it, but you can't actually find a normal cut of meat here. Like, there's a pig's foot there. And I don't understand, like, you can get a pig's foot or a duck neck, but you can't get a chicken breast if your life depended on it. There no ribeyes? But it is very scary, the smell in this place. And people do not look like they wash their hands. They're the vegetables in here look great. Right. Get out of the way, moped lady. I mean, it is disgusting. The moped gang is known and as Hex Angels. Eye opening at the same time. Makes you understand that the type of cleanliness that we have in our supermarkets is taken for granted so much in the yeah, United States. Great. It is it just, uh, I'm awestruck at the, uh, I mean, look at this, it's there. all cooked food, Riding your Honda. but it's been sitting there for God knows how long, and the lady is using her bare hands to load stuff onto baskets. Dude, dude, she was just I'm, loading that in some lady's Tupperware. That lady on the, on, on the Honda... She just pulled up with some Tupperware and handed it to this gal, and she started tonging shit into the Tupperware. Good God. Oof. Man. Oh, I knew it was like that. I, I was waiting for you to show me something weird, like, you know, tarantulas or something like that. You know, that crazy shit they eat. That pig's foot. I, I can see a pig's foot in a regular butcher shop. Pig's foot ain't all that crazy. Tarantulas, you know, like, 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 you, I don't know, maybe, maybe they have a bobcat, a, a, whatever they catch. By the way, um, yesterday there was a picture that was published. This has got to be one of the worst things I've ever seen. This is horrible. It's a picture of fucking John Fetterman in the cuckoo house. I, I I mean, come on now. The the man is going through a lot right now. His his weird looking ugly wife, and, and she is weird looking and ugly all at the same time. Um, she's got him locked up in the nut house. And there's a picture of him. In the 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 nut house, suffering clinical depression, and he's looking over a bill. The staff said with the picture, John is well on his way to recovery and will be back soon. Really? You're not gonna let this guy get any better? You're gonna have him looking over this 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 bill? That he's talking to with somebody in there? Is this guy even a fucking senator that he's with or a, a page or at least something? Or is this guy a doctor and Fetterman wearing a Carhartt sweatshirt, of course, because he's a working man? Can't they, can't they just let this guy fucking be in there and be nutty for a while? This was in a downtown, not in the country downtown. Is way better the food. Okay. Uh, in China, the restaurants is very common for the toilet to be in the kitchen. Well, that's not where I'm going to be going. 
Um, there are reports out. There's starting to be rumblings, and I'm just going to let you know that you heard it here a long time ago first. When we first met John Fetterman, and you remember when Don, uh, uh, Captain Stupid, you remember when Captain Stupid first met him? So Brandon, I agree. And said, oh, your wife should be the one running. I'm going to tell you this, Riff. They are they they are they are making it to where they're going to make this poor bastard live a life in the nut house, and his wife will take over the Senate seat. Mark my words, it's going to happen, and the morons in Pennsylvania will happily go along with it. Happily, see, they realize that she probably couldn't beat Doctor Oz. Because she's really not a good public speaker. Not saying, and, and how bad of a public speaker do you have to be to lose out to John Fetterman? I mean, think about that. You were you were put on the bench. You were said, yeah, you know what? You're not too good because... The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Kale, yes, he is. <laughs> Kale says, no, he isn't really. How is the how is it that a clinical diagnosis doesn't disqualify you from being a fucking representative? I believe he's a senator, isn't he? Um, yeah, oh yeah, he's a senator. That, that's bigger than a representative. Kale, I don't know. He checked himself in. He checked himself into the Walter Reed cuckoo hatch, and he's been there for like over two weeks. By the way, they don't have a release date set up for him. Arise, good morning to you. Hope that you're doing well this morning in Oklahoma. I don't want anything bad to happen to John Fetterman. Hey, just keep him there. I, I don't I'm not looking forward to the when he comes out. They turned me loose in the nervous hospital. Said I was well. Mm-hmm. Now, if he comes out and says that, I'll vote for him every fucking time. I would vote for him for president. If John Fetterman came out and actually said, They turned me loose in the nervous hospital, said I was well. Mm-hmm. And he has to do the mm-hmm. He's got to have the mm-hmm in there. Huh, funny how this happened literally weeks after him taking the oath in the Senate. I know. Isn't that, isn't that weird? I mean, I mean, that is just... And lo and behold, that wasn't a coinky-dink. That was the providence of God. I don't know if it was the providence of God, but it wasn't no coinky-dink. Just calling it a nervous hospital gets my vote. Voice not required. <laughs> they turned me loose from the nervous hospital. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear Lord. I can just see him showing up to next year's fucking State of the Union. He's wearing a diaper. <laughs> He's got a big tattoo on his chest. <laughs> it's the big Jesus from Brazil. He's got that tattooed on his chest. On his back, it's tattooed, make love, not war. He shows up, he's in a diaper and flip-flops. Those old school flip-flops he used to get from 7-Eleven, they had the rainbows, 
They're black on the bottom, and the, 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 the part that holds your toes in place are rainbows. He's got a big rainbow wig on. No, they, I'm sorry, on the back, it's John 316 is tattooed on his back. I think from now on during your stand-up, you're, you're in the nervous hospital. Biden and Fetterman shit each other on the DNC. They turned me loose from the morning radio show, but but I was way right. He needs to wear short shorts with suspenders. And the coup de gras would be that, you know, when they got the camera in there and there's a guy who's holding the, 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 uh, the, the mobile camera, I want him to run up to the mobile camera with the, with the Afro wig on, the, the rainbow Afro wig, the Jesus tattoo on his chest, right? And he walks up and goes, John Fetterman, starting linebacker, Penn State, and then runs away. That's what I want more than anything. I, I I think I would die from an aneurysm of laughing so hard at that. You know what I, I glean from all this? If you can't laugh at the mentally ill, who the fuck can you laugh at? Amen to that. Speaking of mentally ill, oh boy. AOC, you got some explaining to do. So let's take it back past yesterday. Let's go back to last week when we found out that the House Ethics Committee is looking into Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for her accepting of not only a very, very expensive dress to wear the Met Gala, but tickets to the Met Gala and the hair to be done, the shoes, the jewelry, all that went entail with. That she never did report. Now, we fast forward to yesterday when we find out, oh, they've reported and they paid for a lot of this stuff, but they paid for it after they were they were caught, if you will. After the ethics committee came out and said, well, we're going to investigate, that's when things got paid. Now, oh, 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 oh. And then when they got paid, AOC came out and says, oh, this was a staffer of mine. Uh, and, and they never gave me this list, and they never gave me the bill. This was a staffer's problem. Well, it seems that her own lawyer warned her that she was not allowed to accept the $35,000 Met Gala ticket from Vogue, where she wore the Tax the Rich dress as secret emails between her office and the fashion mag are exposed. Well, isn't that interesting? I, I, I mean, I would have to say a politician that lied to us. Surprise, surprise, surprise. The damning documents also show AOC managed to pay a mere $300 for a $1,300 dress 
along with the hours of design work, that, that dress was more than $1,300. If you're going to the Met Gala, you are not wearing anything that's $1,300. Um, in a message to her staff, an attorney for AOC's attorney warned that the risk of her attending and advised how she could be uh, do it, uh, doing it legally. Nevertheless, AOC and her boyfriend both accepted tickets from Vogue, which explicitly stated they were guests of Vogue. The day after the gala, Vogue staffers reached out to AOC's office to inform them they had received a number of media inquiries about the nature of her attendance and to say they were telling outlets she had been Windsor's personal guest instead of saying she was a guest of the magazine. So they were trying to hide it all. They were trying to hide all this because this girl wanted to fit in finally with the elite of elite. This, this, this is the ultimate. I, and, and by the way, when and if AOC is kicked out of office, Hollywood is waiting for her. Oh, she's going to, look, look, she has no talent whatsoever, but that hasn't stopped anybody yet, has it? She failed to pay back thousands of dollars in bills from the night on a timely fashion, which include $344 for the makeup. Uh, she also took so long to pay back $477 for hair. A rep for the stylist reached out to the staff and said it would take it would look terrible if we had to file a complaint with the New York Department of Labor against her. Wow. She can try for a Woody Award next. She can always join the view. Mouthy, ignorant, stupid. She's perfect fit. Oh, God, yeah. Like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, when, when, when these people are kicked out of office or when, they're, when their time is up, like, Corrine Jean St. Pierre, the, the mouthpiece now of the White House, She's too stupid to work. I, I, I think the only network that she could go to is MSNBC. And be like the overnight weather girl. Because that, that's the only thing she's telling for. AOC, AOC would get the view. That's a great call. Whoever said that, yeah. Oh, great, yeah. She, the, the view would be perfect for her. She'll get a Netflix Meghan Markle deal and put out garbage for millions. You know, I think that Netflix might learn from that. I, I think Netflix is going to, to kind of take a, a, a step back because Netflix is the, is the one that doesn't have a big, uh, like, studio behind it. And I know Netflix is their own studio and they make their own movies and do things. They got burned on this Meghan Markle thing. They got burned big time. See, Netflix wants to have the Meghan Markle stuff now because of all the shit coming out. It's time to produce an anti-Meghan, anti-Harry fucking documentary about how much of a disaster these two are. I mean, it's easy to blame Meghan Markle for everything, but I'll say this about her. Meghan Markle was a Meghan Markle is an alpha when it comes to getting what she wants, obviously. She's an alpha 
and she found the perfect beta because there is no way that Harry is an alpha male. No, I'm not going to say that at all. As a card-carrying member of the alpha male society, that Harry is not part of us. And she bosses him around. It, it, I imagine, you know, there was a lot of talk when his book came out, that the farce book, was that what it was? Farce? I, I don't remember. Or wah. It was talking about him losing his virginity to an older woman and all this kind of stuff. And the, the word was she was upset by it. That's bullshit. She told him to write all that shit. She's riding this kid like he's fucking secretary at the Kentucky Derby. She's going to, and, and the bad thing is, is like a good horse, like Secretariat, that horse is just going to run. And that's all Harry is going to do is run until he can't run anymore. And then it'll be done with him. Uh, Longhorn Wiener Dad says, good morning, my brother. Ask family. If you didn't know, uh, your ass better call somebody because still OU still sucks. Yeah. Spare. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I thought it was farce. He goes by Harry Markle at this point, right? Oh, yeah. On this show, yes. Oh, yeah. They are the Markles. They are definitely the Markles. See, I could see her and AOC teaming up for a buddy cop thing. Kind of like a Cagney and Lacey, re, re, you know, reinvented. We would have to steal, though, from, from Jeff Daniels and, of course, uh, Jim Carrey. We would call this Dumb and Dumber. Shit and shittier. And I've got the perfect director for it, too. Captain Dumbfuck himself, Michael Moore, is in the news. Well, you want to talk about somebody that should have been either fucking pulled out on his mama's back or should have been a blowjob. That's Michael Moore. Who has come out and is demanding a nationwide boycott of Walgreens after the chain announced it would not sell abortion pills in 20 different states. Michael Moore is at war with Walgreens. Walgreens shifted its plan, sharing that it will not dispense Mephirstone uh, in their states and is not planning to ship the drug to consumers either. Following the announcement, Michael Moore on his website urged readers to boycott Walgreens, characterizing them as a pharmacy chain that stands with anti-abortion extremists against the rights of women. Now, I have to announce this, that I'm not going to be fair and just while reporting this story because I will announce that I publicly fucking hate Michael Moore. I hate him with every fiber of my being. This liar, this charlatan, this person that goes after innocent people day in and day out. And by the way, he hasn't done one fucking thing to fix Flint's water. 
I, I wish, I wish that Michael Moore, who's a, a, a Michigan-tonian, Michigan-tonian, is it a Michigander, a Michigan D? I wish he would f- run into fellow Michigan E Ted Nugent when Ted Nugent had his bow. That's what I'd wish. Uh, I heard about this. He's an idiot. I get his newsletters basically so I know what not to do. How about the adventures of twat and cunt for AOC? I think that would sell. I like that one, Mage. Gavin had all the fucking gall to say he wouldn't work with companies that cower to extremists. So he won't work with companies that will work with him? He's a fucking extremist. Yeah. It's Michigan Durr. Okay, thank you, Ogre. So Michigan Durr's. I hope he runs into fellow Michigan Durr, Ted Nugent, while Ted has his bow. He is from Flint. I know, and he has done nothing to fix their water. Now, this is the thing about Michael Moore. Michael Moore... Hates Republicans. Just hates Republicans. And hates everything about everything. I I mean, this guy couldn't be more left-wing if you try. So why is it that this man, who is worth 30 million dollars. Now, in today's world, 30 million's a lot still, but it's not like, you know, worth being like 10 billion dollars or anything like that. He's worth 30 million dollars. Well, well if he's worth so much, uh here's my question, um If you think poor people are are, are, are subjugated and they're, they're pushed to the side, why don't you make all your mo- movies free? Why, why do I have to pay to see your movie? Now, I mean, I, I would never pay to see your movie, and I probably wouldn't watch it for free because I did watch Bowling for Columbine. And the A had the actually audacity to go to a Kmart Kids, a Kmart is a store that we used to all have here. It was a very, very shitty store. Like, uh, it was, if you've been to Walgreens, it was like a really, really big version of Walgreens, but smelled a lot worse and had shitty clothes. Um, but that's what Kmart was. And, and Michael Moore, in that movie, Bowling for Columbine, actually wanted to blame Kmart for selling the bullets. And I thought to myself, and, and I guess that's where the, the Klebold and the Harris bought their, their bullets for what they did at Columbine. Did, did they say where they bought their, their equipment for the pipe bombs that they built? I mean, because we, we should go to Ace Hardware and probably close that down, too, because they sell, they sell parts there that, that can make bombs. You see... Kmart, I missed the popcorn there. Oh, that's what that place smelled like was bad fucking caramel corn. Walgreens never had a kick-ass cafe in the back, and they did not have the blue light special. My dad always bought clearance candy after the holidays, that cheap bastard, yeah. 
But uh, I, I I look at Michael Moore and I, I think to myself, this guy, this guy is fucking. He and 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 by the way, he has some clout in Hollywood. I will say this right now. I wouldn't be surprised. Though. I'm not going to say he did it. I'm not going to say he did it. But I wouldn't be surprised if some young starlets have tongued his balls in order to get into a movie. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that he's a producer. He's not an actor because he's not funny. He's not well-spoken. He's an asshole. My local Kmart on Stockton Boulevard in the hood was an adventure. Fuck, I wouldn't go into that. Let's see, the last Kmart I went, the last Kmart I ever went into was uh, was in California. It was in Roseville. You remember that, that the one that was right off of uh, 80 and um, was it Auburn Boulevard? Yeah, it was Auburn. That was the last time I was in a Kmart. Oh, I remember the blue ices at Walmart. Oh, I worked at a I, I worked at a Kmart in Garland. I hated K, Kmart was so bad. You never wanted you never ever wanted to have your friends catch you walking in or out of a Kmart. Not realizing that if they see you walking out of a Kmart and they're walking in because your brain isn't functioned enough or, or, or fulfilled enough to figure out you can make fun of them for going in there. You just don't want to be seen at Kmart. And we lived at Kmart. The Kmart right from our house, one of our original duplexes that we had on Evelyn Road in Garland. I can take you to the house today. Was right down the street from a Kmart. Oh, I hated it. Our thrifty had the ices and po people ice cream. Good fucking times. Our local Kmart turned into a farm and supply gun store. Michael Moore and Keith Olbermann are the two worst cockroaches ever. Oh, they really are. They really are. They're worth millions upon millions of dollars each, and they still want to tell you how to live. And as a Michigander, you know what? I'd be pissed off at him and say, fuck him. He always wears a Yankees hat. Come on, man. You're, you got to be a Tigers fan, you dickhole. Let's see. Uh, let Walgreens know you have stopped shopping there. Let other pharmaceutical chains know you'll do the same to them if they follow Walgreens. Pick at your local Walgreens. Tell the White House to stand strong and let your members of Congress know this is one of your top issues in deciding how you'll vote next year. Really, one of the top issues is what Walgreens sells. And by the way, how dare you go to an American business and tell them what they can and can't sell? Moore also slammed the Supreme Court. Calling it, when they, when they overturned Roe versus Wade to give states their rights, he called it the legal whipping of women and asserted that the justices based their opinion on authoritative religion of Christianity. Now, I, I want you to go to a state. I want you, literally, I want you to go to a state that has outlawed abortion, and I'd like for you to try to legally whoop a woman. Take her to the town square, get yourself a, a nice leather strap or a belt, if you will, and start whipping her in the town square and see how long that happens. See how long that goes on. Because I believe that 
is an actual assault, you dumb, fat fuck. We were white trash, but fuck, we didn't even get clothes at Kmart. We were uppity and got ours from Mervyn's. Well, see, before Mervyn's, my fancy clothes were bought at Sears. My Sunday clothes were bought at Sears. The other shit, Kmart. Oh, yeah. Oh, we were a big Kmart family. I am not proud of that. But then dad dad got he, he got sober, started working more. Mom got a better job inside Dr. Pepper. Then we could afford Mervyn's. And let me tell you, when we could afford Mervyn's, that was one of the happiest days of my life. Thanks to the fine people that made Bugle Boy pants. That's right. I've never forgot Bugle Boy pants. You saved me from an eternity of dark indigo blue jeans that were named Tough Skins. <laughs> Whipping women, you got Jackson Mahomes' attention. Your mom make you listen to Boston on Sunday while cleaning the house. Uh... Oh, yeah, I, I hated Kmart. I hated Kmart. Still to this day hate Kmart. I remember um, when, when I got Walmart was a, a big upgrade from Kmart. Like, you used to be able to rank the stores, and the rank was always Target was the highest, but, but besides, like, department stores that weren't Sears. You know, you had your Macy's, you had your Dillard's. We had Sanger Harris here for a while, and then it turned into Foley's and turned into Macy's. So you got your big boy stores, right? And then right below that was Montgomery Ward. It was a department store, but not really that great a department store, but it was still up there. And then you had Target. And below Target was Walmart, but yeah, that was before Walmart blew up everywhere. There was only Walmarts like in the middle part of the country. So you get one Walmart, and then Kmart was below that. Jimco back in the day, too. Uh, sports question. What is the rule for when a baseball team I should follow moved to California when I was 12 to Sacramento? So should I like the A's or the Giants? I do like the River Cats from Sacramento, but they're the AAA team. I live in Colorado, and the Rockies suck, LOL. Um, well, if you were a, a fan of the A's before, once they move, because they're about to – I got a story with Joe on Thursday about how Las Vegas is really, really trying to get the A's to move to Vegas, and I think that's a terrible move, but we'll talk about it. Um the triple-A the teams, you can change your triple-A teams all you want because they change all the time. Um, I wouldn't be a Rockies fan either. I, 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 would, I would say resort back. If, if you have to resort back to the A's, don't worry. It's only going to be another season or two. And then you can choose any team you want because once they move, no loyalty to you. Cowboys Girl says, my mom took us to Kmart all the time for clothes. So in high school, I got a job at Taco Bell and started buying my own clothes at the mall. That's what I did too. Kmart hates Kmart. I remember being on a family vacation, driving through the Midwest and going into a Kmart, and all I could think was, where's all the dirt, bloodstains, and junkies? It was clean. Um, there were five of us. Karen, parents couldn't afford it. Yeah. Kmart Cafe Pudding was the best. I think it had cocaine in it. 
Jimco and Zodis, they were Ross before Ross was Ross. And below, yeah, yeah, the only thing below Kmart was garage sales. Oh, because there weren't there weren't an abundance of thrift stores then. Now thrift stores are cool. They're on uh, avant-garde. They're trendy. Not garage sales. Garage sale clothes never. Uh uh-uh. uh. My mom, my mom was a big garage sale person. Like like at least once a month, she would go out on a Saturday and she would drive around and she would hit as many garage sales as she could, and she was a champ. I mean, she was a negotiating fool. And every once in a while, I would have to go with her. And we got, I mean, there were plenty of things. That we got good books you could buy at garage sales, things like that, ashtrays, because they were both smokers. So that was always the thing. My mom would look at clothes for me, and she's like, oh, what do you think of this? I'm like, no. Mm-mm. No, I can't wear garage sale clothes. No. Garage sale clothes were the lowest. You would buy grocery store clothes before you bought garage sale clothes. I think the Raiders should go back to Oakland. Am I wrong? No. Most of my clothes came from garage sales. <laughs> Do you remember those members-only jackets at Mervyn's? I remember one. Everyone had one at least in the 70s. Well, more of the uh, 70s, late 70s, early 80s, because I had a members-only jacket. My grandma got it for me at a Miller's Outpost. I remember she took me, and we went in there, and they had them, and it was like $49. And I begged, and I pleaded with her. And it was like this blue-gray members-only jacket. It had the members-only. It had the cool, like, like the, the thing that went a- across the neck if you zipped it all the way up. I wore that thing until it fucking split. Oh, my members-only jacket. That was the coolest thing I ever had. I, I That and an OP shirt. Oh, ho, ho, man. I remember one time uh, we we we. Do you remember the the shorts jams? Do you remember those? They were the the they were like crazy colored shorts, wacky like surfer type shorts. And jams were expensive. Jams were like thirty five dollars a pair. There's no way my parents were buying those. So then jams they they would have you know. They would have the fucking shitty brands come out after it that are made in China. We're called like Beats. <laughs> you get a pair of those, and they kind of look like jams. They don't hold up like jams. If you wear that, the members only jack in the OP, you're looking fly. Uh, satin jackets, uh, a ditto for the girls with a big fat orange lip gloss, yeah. I uh, had to suffer through yard sales Saturdays and Sundays, the whole family driving around doing yard sales. Fuck, I hated that, except finding you Star Wars toys. Yeah. Went to Tahoe Park to go swimming or that burger and frosty stand across from Talic Village. Parachute pants. I was too fat for parachute pants. Never had my size. Oh, this was the worst. Let me tell you the worst part about being a fat kid growing up. Yeah, yeah, y'all want to hear this? Okay. The worst part about being a fat kid growing up is that my waist size was bigger than all the kids' sizes. I, I was a fat kid. I ain't going to lie. So we would have to buy my pants in either the young men's or the men's section. 
Now, I didn't hit a growth spurt until I was in like the eighth grade, ninth grade. And I did, right now, I'm six foot one. I tell people I'm six two, but I'm six one. That didn't hit until all the way through high school that I got all the way up there. So I always had my inseam has always been like a 30. It still is to this day, but it may be a 32. And as a kid, we would have to buy the fucking tough skins, of course. And then my mom, and this was the most embarrassing part. Oh, this sucked until high school when I started buying my own clothes. My mom would hem the pants. No, 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 no. She wouldn't do the cool hem. You know, the jean hem, when you look at the bottom of a pair of jeans, the next time you look at your jeans, look at the bottom of them. And it's got that cool border around the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah, that was way too much work for my mom. No, what my mom did was she would mark where the 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 jean should end. And she never went and made me go out flooding or anything like that. So I thank her for that. But all she would do is she would put a pin in it and then fold the jeans underneath, inside, and sew it around on top. That's how my jeans were hemmed. And if I got taller, she could let them out. Oh, God damn. That was fucking terrible. Terrible. And then, like, you know, in high school, everybody started to to, to fold their the bottom of their jeans together. I couldn't do that. <laughs> it looked stupid. All the millennials and Zers out there are like, oh, fuck, these elderlies are reminiscing again. Rude dog shirts from Kmart. Capa uh, tennis shoes with the double laces. Oh, I hated those. Those were terrible. I had to have a pair of those. Those were the official shoes at, at Wet n' Wild. Either those or K-Swiss. And I had to tell my parents I had to get a pair of those. Capas and K-Swiss are like $50. Going to my parents for $50 for a pair of shoes? Hell, if I would have known about selling plasma, I would have been doing that at like 14. I hated Husky, the worst euphemism ever. When Bobby Hill griped about it, I couldn't stop laughing. Husky is terrible. Just call me fat. My mom tried to buy me clothes from Denios. Super skinny, wore a size zero, so hard to find clothes that fit me. I have to give your mom credit for working hard and raising a family. It's not easy. Oh, no, no. Hey, my mom and dad, look, they did the, they did a great job. I, I never hold anything against them except the fact that we shopped at Kmart. But Because back then it didn't matter. Like My parents didn't care. My parents didn't care if I was a poor kid in school. They wanted me to get an education. That was the number one thing. Yep, my mom cut and sewed my pants hems, too. Oh, that was so embarrassing. Mom did layaway at Kmart. Mom got me a coat from Kmart one year. So embarrassed, but when I saw another girl with the same coat in a different color, we both knew where we got them and never spoke about it again. Oh. You better not wear them jeans outside. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you don't wear you don't wear mama's hem pants outside. Those are the good shorts. Those are the ones you wear on picture day. By the way, most traumatic day for a young kid is school picture day. School picture day and and lice checking day. Those are the two worst days for any kid in school. 
I was so tempted to go online and buy a swatch. There was one in the store in Florin Mall called the Zanzibar, a novelty and cool 80s store, and they were an official swatch retailer. My mom relented and bought my swatch. It was like winning the kid lottery. I wore that bitch to bed. It was so awesome. Oh, I remember swatches. I actually had the, uh, you know, I, 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 I was able, I don't know how I got these. I, I think I got them with trades from kids because kids were stupid. I had the watermelon swatch, which is one of the coolest swatches they ever had. I had that one, and then I had the see-through one. And then I ended up trading those both for the Tutankhamun one, the King Tut one. That was the last swatch I had. Oh, I love my swatch. Those were kick-ass. But but getting back to the traumatic days at school, picture day, you did your best. Now, now look, it, we all know that I wear dark-colored shirts for one reason, one reason only, is because I spill. I, I, I'm, I'm sloppy. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to spill it out of my mouth. It just happens that way. I can no longer wear white T-shirts anymore. And I love white T-shirts. But picture day, oh, my parents would put me in, like, whatever my nicest shirt was, whatever my Sunday shirt was, Sunday shirt was. And they're like, you do not need to spill on this today. I don't think I would eat on picture day. And God forbid my hair was fucked up. Oh, I remember I took one fucked up picture with bad hair. Oh, I got yelled at for that. I didn't mean to. I was like eight. And then the lice taking day, I had I, I have dry scalp. I had dry scalp, and I never had lice, knock on wood. But I had dandruff as a kid. And when you're in that fucking lice check, and they got that fucking, that, that wooden tongue out there, and they flip through your hair, and you got a fucking snowstorm that happens, all the kids think you have lice. They think those are lice that are coming out. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it was... I would wash my hair like four times on the day. If we knew it was hair checking day, I'd fucking sell some blue the shit out of my hair. Holy shit, I just found my old swatch. I couldn't believe I still had it. Wow, that might be worth some money. Uh, I still have Varnays from high school. I, I have a pair of Varnays. Varnays are a, a status from high school. It's funny when we talk about illegal aliens, it comes on the stand a little until uh, we're done. The same thing happens when we talk about clothes and fashion because I never gave a fuck about clothes I wear. I just wore whatever mom gave me to wear. Now I have a wife and I just wear whatever she buys me. I just don't really care that much and never had a problem with clothes. Good. Florin Mall, remember the shooting? I not, wasn't there for Florin Mall. I missed the glory days of Florin because it was 100% hood yet. Normal stores and Orange Julius. Video game arcade, King Table, Shitty Buffet, and KB Toys. That's the way all malls. Oh, fucking malls used to be great. I tell Tommy every now and then that, that we have to go to Town East. That's like the store that's close to me. Um, Jesus. Town East is the fucking hood now. And we used to spend Friday and Saturdays there all the time. All right, the phone number is 775-357-FANS, arnieradio1 at gmail.com. we got to take a break. We will be back in just a couple minutes. Way 
The fairest one in the land Her teeth are white and pearly Hair black as coal Wouldn't trade my Cajun baby For the world's gold Way down yonder in the bio country In dear old Louisiana My heart's been sad and lonely Since the day I left her side But today I got her letter Said she'd be my Cajun bride Gonna go and wed my Cajun baby And live by the old bio Eat a lots of shrimp and crawfish Ride around in my old P.R.O. Way down yonder in the bio country In dear old Louisiana That's where lives my Cajun baby The first one in the land Her teeth are white and pearly Hair black as coal Wouldn't trade my Cajun baby For the world's gold Way down yonder in the bio country In dear old Louisiana Before the sun goes down this evening I'll be on my way to see my Cajun baby And there I'm gonna stay On a Saturday night we go dancing And listen to the fiddle Lord, I got me a Cajun baby Just living and loving by the old bio Way down yonder in the bio country In dear old Louisiana That's where lives my Cajun baby, the fairest one in the land. Her teeth are white and pearly, hair black as coal. I wouldn't trade my Cajun baby for the world's gold. Way down yonder in the bio country in dear old Louisiana. It's Wednesday evening, 
It rings, but it's not his voice. Seems the highway patrol has found a jackknifed rig in a snowbank in Illinois. But the driver was missing, and the search had been abandoned, cause the weather had everything stalled. And they had checked all the houses and the local motels. When they had some more news, they called. And she told him when they found him to tell him that she loved him. And she hung up the phone singing, Roll on highway, roll on along. Roll on daddy till you get back home. Roll on family, roll on crew. Roll on mama like I asked you to do. And roll on 18 wheeler, roll on. Mama and the children will be waiting up all night long. Thinking nothing but the worst is coming with the ringing on the telephone. Oh, but the man upstairs was listening when Mama asked him to bring Daddy home. And when the call came in, it was Daddy on the other end asking her if she had
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Now, we've gotten through the first three months of uh, the calendar year, the year of our Lord, 2023. Time to look back on some predictions made. We'll do this every once in a while through the course of the year. At the end of the year, each year, I make predictions for the next year. And this year, VCOOP joined me in the predictions pool. And we're, we're doing this to get me into the first story. Now, I'm not correct on the first story yet, but, but just hear me out here. So predictions for 2023. We'll go through VCOOPs first. It says a Democrat will fake an assassination attempt. Has not happened yet. Ric Flair will wrestle in a match. I do believe that one will happen. Death pool, Britney Spears, Elon Musk, Andrew Tate, Bill Clinton. Andrew Tate still in prison somewhere. Just saying. Uh, over in uh, Istanbul or wherever the fuck he is, Turkey. Um, he might die in there. We'll see. Uh, next one, one of Arnie's old shows will be canceled. Oh, cannot wait. I have sound effects ready to go for it. Oh, yes, I do. Now, this one I think I can give credit for. I, 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 I think that we are going to get a, a, a bell ringing for this one. Neither Jimmy Garoppolo nor Trey Lance will be the starting quarterback for the Niners in the 2023 season. I think we can count that one, but, but, but we'll have to wait for sure. An M for maps will officially be placed on the LGBTQ plus label. That's a uh, minor attracted people. Uh, some uh, or pedophiles. Sorry, that that's the other word for it. Someone will beat a murder conviction using climate change as a defense. That that Murdoch guy should have done that, huh? Gas will hit the highest price ever in the U.S. Not quite there yet. Inspired by cocaine bear, someone will give an animal narcotics leading to the deadliest zoo attack in history. I'm holding my breath on that one because that one could be glorious. And the last one is the Washington Commandos will beat the Cowboys in regular season games behind quarterback Cooper Rush. Well, I can go ahead and say that one is not going to happen. All right. Now, now those are V. Coops, and these are mine. Um, a major shakeup will happen in Washington. I know that was very, very vague, but probably not happening. I am all but counting this one. Uh, uh, Prince Harry will be excommunicated from the Royals. I think I might have nailed that one. Indiana Jones will be the biggest moneymaker of 2023. We'll see. There will be a sanctioned intergender match in America that ends in tragedy. Tom Brady will sign with the Dallas Cowboys. I did miss that one. Did miss that one. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot resigns. Well, not really. I missed that one. The Briscoe Brothers join the WWE. Missed that one. A major fast food chain will pull out of California. Just wait. A terrorist attempt will be thwarted on American soil. Alec Baldwin melts down in the courtroom. We're holding our breath on that one, too. Mask will try to make a mandatory comeback, but not for COVID. They're starting the rumblings on that with the flu. 
Deaths of 23, 23. Ric Flair. Woo! Not yet. George Soros. Can't wait. Kanye West. Hunter Biden. Sheryl Crow. And Vladimir Putin. None of those yet. Now, you're asking yourself, well, why, why did you go through all those? You, you hardly got any right. Well, it's still early in the year. But there's a prediction that I've been making for a long time, and a lot of people have said I was crazy. And I always have to, um, I always have to say that I'm not comparing people to animals here. But this goes with all those people that have canceled anything to do with the Civil War or people from that era and before. People like, I don't know, Abraham Lincoln. People like George Washington. People who have been canceled because, because they had slaves. Now, it was, the, it was okay at the time. It was, I don't want to say okay, but it was the norm at the time. And I've always said that what happens in 100 years, now I would say 100 years because it usually takes about that long for the stupidity to really go downhill. This one might be a little sooner. I said, what happens in 100 years when we're all called slave owners because we own pets? Now, I've been told I was ridiculous for that a number of times. I actually was told once by somebody that that was the stupidest thing I've ever said on this show. Literally, someone told me that's the stupid, and I'm like, wait a second, now that's fucking fighting words, because I've said a lot dumber shit on the show. Well, an American philosopher named Martha Nussbaum, who is uh, a philosopher, also uh, uh, an educator and a scholar, is now calling... For pets to have the same moral and legal rights as humans. Now, I know I got another 99 years to make it true, but... Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Yes! Everyone can eat shit! A big bag of shit! (laughs) I'm the greatest man! In the world! I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot, toot. Say my name. <sighs> Martha Newsbaum says, no, not just our pets need to be protected by a team of lawyers, but also animals across the globe from elephants to whales. University of Chicago professor insists that because the world is dominated by humans which can see pets neglected or abused and endangered species habitats destroyed, animals should have the same illegal rights as humans. And if animals have the same human rights as, as same rights as humans, what was that one? Oh, they can no longer be slaves, and that's pretty much what pets are. Ah. Our collective responsibility was released in January. That's the name of her book. Argues that there should be lawyers who represent animals who have been attacked. I'm talking about lawyers who represent the animal's interests. 
when the animal is suffering, if you're beating your dog and the laws aren't being enforced, there is anyone who can intervene and say, I'm going to go to court as an ally of this animal and sue for enforcement of the laws. Um, real quick, uh, Miss Noosebaum, Professor Noosebaum, if I may, um, who by chance, it, because you won't see a, a larger group of people uh, work for a living uh, than, than lawyers for money. You see, the, the, the dogs don't have any money, Miss Noosebaum. So why is a lawyer going to stand up for a dog in court? Because the dog ain't paying her. Is it paying the, the, the lawyer with feces? So what they're trying to, okay, in reality, this could mean that Lady Gaga's two French bulldogs that were kidnapped um, would have been represented in court and received compensation themselves. <laughs> Stand-up philosopher, a bullshit artist. Is, and is there any money in it? Fine, cats and dogs and birds and fish get jobs and pay taxes. Maybe then we can finally find cheap labor who will pick lettuce and tomatoes and solve the immigrant problem. Ah, uh, but see, you see, I say a lot of things in jest on this show. And I remember one of the first times I brought up the pets as slaves. And that's when I told, was told how stupid I was, how dumb it was. And they didn't tell me it was stupid in a mean way. They're like, oh, you're just being totally stupid. That's the stupidest thing you've ever said. Was it? Was it? We have we have someone now, and and like I said, I did. It, it's not happening now. I know I played. I had told you so. Sound effects, and and they're about ninety nine years early. But I told you so. By the way, you don't think that there was someone back in I don't know eighteen twenty that was going around saying, "Hey, you know this slavery thing's a bad idea. These these are human beings. They have rights." You don't think that was happening and they were being talked down in the early 1800s? Uh-huh. I'm just saying. You can only, uh, then can I use mine as dependence tax write-off? You should be able to. You can only attribute such blatant stupidity to higher education. What a dumbass. Well, Arnie, if you don't agree with her, you're being a species. Oh, I mean, seriously. Human rights are animal rights because humans are animals. If you fight for human rights and you don't fight for animal rights, you're being a speciesist. And that's just fact of the matter. Is that the person I'm speaking of? Who sent me a picture of her. I, that doesn't look like the gal who they got here. No, this gal's old. She's 75. That, that, that ain't her. Um... Uh, what a dumbass! Yes, I agree. All right, what did uh, what did you send me, Stackar? That has nothing to do with this. Uh, Quinn Ewers, Arch Manning in competition for Texas job. Yeah, yep, I'm on top of that. Um, yes, I am a speciesist. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and call myself that. I'm an animalist, whatever you want to call it. We have people thinking that animals should be treated the exact same as humans. I don't like telling you I told you so, but I did. If so, she's a man. All right. No, that wasn't the same one. That wasn't the same noose bomb. 
Now, let's see. Uh, let's see. I, I, I did that one. Oh, a Walmart. Well, you know a town is bad when Walmart closes. Walmart is closing the remaining Portland stores as crime wave fucking continues to rip the city apart. Walmart will close its last two stores in Portland. The city contends with a relentless wave of shoplifting that has hammered retailers. By the way, did anybody get to see that video last week of the um, crime? This is why we need to just start opening fire. Some An Amazon bus or an Amazon van delivery truck was stopped in the middle of a city street. They pulled the female driver out. And some dudes beat the hell out of her. And then it was a free-for-all. It was like when you step on an anthill and you see them all coming in and going out and going out and coming in, you know, because ants are stupid. It was like stepping on an anthill. The people were going in and out of the van, taking stuff, putting stuff back in, taking stuff out. It's craziness. And it was in the broad, broad daylight in a city street. People are walking out of Walmart stores with television sets. And I'm not talking about little bitty ones. A dude was bringing out like a 70-inch TV. And the company does nothing about it. And the reason why the company does nothing about it is because they don't want to get sued in case somebody gets tackled and hurt because we're a litigious society and we don't have enough judges that have balls that would see that court case and go, were you stealing from that store? And they tackled you outside? Well, you can't sue them. Sorry, you were committing a crime. But no, we don't live in that world. Well, that criminal has a story. Once again, let me go ahead and say it for the umpteenth time. Everybody has a fucking story. Remind me again why urban living is better. Oh, it's fucking horrendous. Why don't they go there and stop these fucking Antifa MFers, arrest them, shoot them, bomb them? I don't care. Just don't let them overtake the city. Too late. Portland's done. It's going to take, like, like, personally for me, I think Portland is the first disaster city of America right now. And it was all made by human beings. It's going to take the National Guard to go in there. And they don't want the National Guard coming in there. Because if the national, and here's the thing, if the National Guard shows up there and, and, and they show it, people are going to get hurt and they might get killed. Nobody wants that on the TV of the National Guard killing Americans. Nobody wants. See, this is the thing. This is the thing. People that listen to this show would get it. They would watch that and they would go, that's really a sad. And I would be the same way. I would say, hey, that's a sad story that those people in Oregon got shot by the National Guard. It's a sad story, but that's all I'm saying. That's it. It's sad that it took that level. I, I do not, I, I don't hold any ill will towards the National Guard. They're doing their job. These people are scumbags. These people are committing crimes. They're shutting down the cities. Now, I want you to think about this. They're shutting down routes that, that 911 drivers use. 
All these cities that have said, oh, we need to defund the police. We need to do this. We need to get rid of our cops. And we see what's happening to them. There's an easy, I mean, this is the easiest science experiment we've ever done in this country. If we take away police, crime will rise. How did nobody else see that? I mean, I, I, I mean are, are you that stupid? Are you that dumb to say if there are no cops around, bad guys will go ahead and do what bad guys do? They'll continue to deal drugs, and now they'll do it in the open because they know they're not going to get arrested for it. Hell, a lot of these people that go in and steal from these stores, they aren't even hiding their faces anymore. They're just going in and out really fast. But they don't have a mask on. There's nothing there. They're blatant about it, and they're closing down places. We're closing down a retailer like Walmart in one of the biggest cities in America. And I know there are plenty of anti-Walmart people out there. Oh, good. Fuck Walmart. Why? This isn't about that. This isn't about Walmart eating up. If Walmart closes, guess what happens to the small mom-and-pop businesses? They closed a long time ago because they can't handle you stealing from them, too. Yeah, way too late. The Walmart's closing important is like when the Waffle House closed in the South. When that happened, it's time to run. No shit. I mean, Waffle House closes, you know that storm is bad. Because Waffle House never closes. And I've come to find out Bucky's never closes either. That's a good thing because I like Bucky's brisket sandwich. It's good. Any time of day. And your pulled pork is pretty damn good, too. But we have these fucktards that are ruining places like Portland. They're going to ruin every place. And and by the way, state leaders and, and leaders are doing dick about it. That's the part that has me the maddest about it is that nobody's doing anything. They all just kind of throw their hands up and go, oh, what am I supposed to do? Your job. Enforce the law. See, and that's the problem is that police do their job. They enforce the law. They arrest the people, and then they take them to the district attorney, and the district attorney goes, we're not going to try these people. These are nonviolent uh, offenses. We're just going to let them go on their own recognizance. And then they commit a more heinous crime. And they go, well, we're probably not going to prosecute them on this either because it's not that bad. Uh, we'll, we'll give them a warning. And then they go out and commit murder. I've explained to you this, this, this is what happens. And by the way, it has happened. It's happened a number of times in this country because these DAs who are doing this no-bail bullshit. So there aren't enough cops on the streets to arrest these people. And if they do arrest them, they get let out pretty much in an hour to where they're back on the streets committing crimes. I didn't sign up for any of that. I don't know about y'all as Americans, but I sure as fuck didn't sign up for any of that. If you break the law, you have to pay the price. The end. 
Now, now, if you have a lot of money and you can afford a good defense team, then more power to you because we all know that that's what gets you off in this country. If you have a lot of money, and I am betting, and we ain't heard about them yet, and we won't hear about them. You know how we talked about January 6th earlier and how people are being prosecuted? I would imagine that there were some people there that were maybe some falutin-type people, some people that had some dough that might have been part of this. And I imagine when their court case came up, they had hired a very, very wealthy, uh, or they're wealthy, and they hired a really, really good attorney that got them off, but we don't hear those stories. Because we're all mad. We all want those people prosecuted. Prosecuted for being let in by the police? Seems like an entrapment case to me, but that's just me. All right, now we have to we have to visit the 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 strange world of airports right now and airplanes. We're going to start it with this story, and it's just going to go downhill from here. This is a story about a young lady from uh, Germany. Her name is Sarah Roto. She's uh hmm. Doesn't say how old she is. But she has spent uh, the last year, a year and a half, uh, traveling about 30 times abroad, meaning foreign place, uh, to spend quality time with her lover. Now, you're saying to yourself, wait a second, this is is a normal story, and this goddamn computer is doing it again? Are you fucking kidding me? Um... She, she has to fly at least 30, uh, 30 times. Um, she's in love, and I'm not making this up. Um, she's in love with a Boeing 737. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> she, she started dating the 737 after an unfulfilling attempt to date humans. The 23-year-old, so she's pretty much given her her almost, has met 60 figurines and three larger models who she considers part of the collective being that she is dating, so she often refers to her lovers as one. Yes, that means she puts toy airplanes in her hoo-ha. Uh, the avid jet setter is so loved up on that she booked 30 mini breaks in the last 12 months just to be close to her original bow, the Boeing 737. Now, I don't know if this is a, in, a particular plane or if it's just the 737 in general, but she's no size queen. No, she isn't. Uh, otherwise, she'd be going out with a 777. She identifies as a... Uh, as objectives, objectum sexual, having a sexual remote romantic attraction to an inanimate object. She is heartbroken that she'll never be fully alone with her partner. I'm proud to be an objectum sexual. It's, it's a wonderful sexuality. The only sad thing is I can't be alone with the real plane. 
I flew a lot in the last year to be with the Boeing as often as I could. I took about 30 flights and always combined it with a city trip or vacation. I love to travel and discover new things in cities. Let, let, let's just tell the truth. Let's tell the truth. That, that, that she not only fucks model airplanes, but, but I'm, gonna, I'm just, I'm just going to warn you this right now. If you ever see this gal, she's got a 737 tattooed on her forearm. She looks like a nerdy kid from fucking Dead Poet Society. If she ever gets on your plane, I'm just going to tell you right now, she's rubbing one out. She is rubbing one out the entire time. And if you're lucky enough to be sat next to her, enjoy. You know, a 787 Dreamliner. Well, I don't think she could handle that much plane. I heard he has a massive cockpit. I hope someone crashes the wedding. Uh, just give this girl a fish. New meaning to landing strip. She needs to put in the nervous hospital over and never turn out. Cuckoo, cuckoo. She's a milk firster. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She puts milk in way before the cereal. Like, she puts the milk in like three days before the cereal. Oh, now that's good to see. I just saw this story. Ted Lasso starts again next week. Everybody get ready. Um, They do confirm that this will sadly be the last season. But there may be spinoffs. That's all I got to say. She is the rest. Amen to that. Yeah. This gal is definitely the rest. Now, plain stuff doesn't stop there. No, no, no. Let, let's stay in the, the airport business, shall we? This one just happened in Logan Airport in Boston. Two United Airlines planes make contact. How do planes crash on the tarmac into one another? Now, I'm not talking about, like, you know, a fiery jet crash, you know, where everybody dies. I'm talking about a fender bender. How are there fender benders on the tarmac? Do you not see the other plane? And if you don't see the other plane, how fucking drunk are you, Captain? An incident at Logan Airport happened a week after a close call between a JetBlue flight and a Learjet there. As a tow t- uh, tug was pushing back from the gate, the right wing of United Airlines Flight 515 struck the tail of United Air Flights 267. Both aircrafts were Boeing 737s. Oh, I know a gal that's moist over that. They were they were both scheduled for departure, but I don't think either one of them took off because you have to check them out. And no, I, I don't know. Did, did do the pilots come out? Do they walk down that stairway to each other and they present each other with insurance cards? And one guy's taking pictures. Airport police show up, write a ticket. Well, you were in the wrong here. Sorry about that. We'll see you in court. Does your flight insurance go up? Do you call the general?
Every time I hear about bad things that happen on planes, like around the tarmacs and stuff, I just automatically think of the Denzel Washington movie Flight. Like, how drunk is the pilot? And by the way, let me ask this question. Now, I know you're innocent until you're proven guilty in this country. But when it comes to air travel, now, I'm just asking this. Don't you think it would be kind of okay if we we breathalyzed the, the, the pilots? Don't you think that'd be okay? Like, before they get on the flight, they have to blow into a breathalyzer? I mean, we've heard a lot of stories in the past about pilots being drunk on planes. I, I for one, would be okay with that. Maybe maybe you put a score up when you walk into the plane. The, 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 the pilot blew a .00 today. All right, great. Now, granted, he probably blows that and he goes and gets some mini bottles and starts pounding them in the cockpit. But, hey, at least he started off with a 0.0. I'd like to see one of these fender benders in the third world airport. Pilots get out, adjust their overalls, start arguing with each other right there on the runway. Passenger size, take their chickens and find a moped taxi nearby. How does this happen? I mean, you're backing up. Don't, don't, you're not looking to eat. Oh, you know what it is? You know what? Planes need those reverse cameras now. <laughs> well, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of putting my arm on the co-pilot seat and looking behind me. The last thing I want to see are rearview windows or mirrors on a fucking plane. If I see that, I'm not getting on the plane. Wait, you need that when you're getting pulled over in the sky? Ah, but the airports and airline stuff doesn't stop there. Oh, no. Now, they need the beeping sensors. Yeah, I mean, I thought planes already had that. There we go. There's a Kardashian walking backwards. Now let's go on the plane, shall we? This is about 21-year-old Indian national student, uh, Aryan Vohara, who's studying in the United States, who was arrested in Delhi late Saturday after he stepped off an American Airlines flight from JFK. The pilot radioed ahead to warn of disruptive customer who was heavily intoxicated. He was arguing that the operating crew was not willing to be seated and continuously engaged the sa- or endangered the safety and crew and the aircraft. Now, what did he do? Well, after all the disturbing, all of the ranting and raving... He decided that enough was enough, and I'm going to pee on another passenger. Holy shit! He fucking R. Kelly'd him. He pulled an R. Kelly mid-flight. The young man who was traveling home for his sister's wedding told cops he tried to go to the bathroom, but the door was locked. The peed-on passenger was not identified except for being named the man in seat 15G. 
for 15. God damn it, this guy's pissing on me. Vahara apologized and begged him not to file a complaint, which he appears to have gone along with, noting the arrest followed a complaint filed by the airline, not the soaked victim. He continued to misbehave after being led to the plane by security officials. Um, he vowed to take the strongest possible action. Airlines canceled his return flight to America and banned him from all future flights. What does it take? I mean, I mean, honestly, like I've been really, really, really drunk. How are you telling these stories? I feel like I'm listening to Paul Harvey. Uh, man, that's a, that's one of the best compliments you could ever give me. Thank you. I guess he really did believe he could fly. Like, I, I think about my partying days. I think about, you know, days when I, I would drink two bottles of, of bourbon. I had never peed on anybody. Never. That is the rest of the story. I'm Paul Arnie. At seat 15T, the guy was pissed. But like, how how do you how does that? Well, all right, well, I'm just gonna pee here. I've never, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm not that much of a savage. I'm just gonna fucking pee right here. I mean, I would at least do it in a seat back or something. I mean, being as drunk as I as I think I could be, as this guy was, I'd probably try to pee in the seat pocket first. Because at least I would think I was hiding it. And I'd probably look at the person sitting next to me and be like, shh, don't tell anybody. They'll never know. So it keeps just dripping out. I think they're going to know, dummy. Uh, now, Now let's talk about the morons before they get on the plane, shall we? Oh, we got two really stupid ones here. Number one is a stupid-ass fucker who, Jesus God. Damn, I had to suffer through Paul Harvey in my dad's car growing up. That slow-ass staccato voice had me almost yelling, get to the fucking point. Oh, he was the best. Uh, Dateline, uh, Norfolk, Virginia. The TSA there uh, found something very surprising in a bag. Some asshole decided to bring their cat through the the x-ray machine. Letting a spokesperson for the TSA say, just when you thought it was safe to bring your pet cat on a trip, a traveler left their pet cat in their travel case. Attention pet owners, please do not send your pets through the x-ray unit. Cat is strophic mistake. You see, she was being funny there. She said, catastrophic mistake. Where, where, where are my crickets? What, what happened to my cricket sound effects? Damn it to hell. This bit is getting the cricket sound effects now. There they are. <laughs> K. 
catastrophic. No, you're 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 a mouth breathing mongoloid. That's what you are. If you leave your cat in your fucking carry-on bag and you put that through the X-ray machine, you should be arrested. And I hate cats. Dumb fuck making me stand up for cats. I've sent it through nine or ten times. Jesus. But that's not the stupidest person. No, 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 no. stupidest person is this guy in Pennsylvania, Mark Muffley, who was arrested by the FBI on Monday night after admitting to packing explosive materials, fuses, and a lighter in a suitcase that was checked for a commercial flight at Lehigh Valley International Airport. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I put all that in there. Um... He's going to a court in Allentown, uh, Allentown over charges of possessing explosives in an airport and and possessing or attempting to place an explosive incendiary device on an aircraft. He admitted to packing the materials, uh, and he was destined for the Allegiant Airlines flight to Orlando. So he left the airport, uh, called his girlfriend for a ride, and changed his phone number before the FBI tracked him down. <laughs> Yeah, they they caught you, pal, and you you've got your 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 fucking pork chop sideburns that you look like Ulysses S. Grant, but you're not Grant, dude. You're a stupid idiot. The device did pose a significant risk to the aircraft, according to the FBI. Uh, he was called to the airport security desk over the uh, public address system. But he was seen leaving the airport five minutes later. They took care of the device. Then they went to his house and they arrested him because he was a dumb shit. You haven't had a cool cat, my cat? No, uh-uh. there are no cool cats. Don't even try to convince me. Cat, the only good cat is a dead cat. That's it. Why would I want that? All right. Oh, we got another airplane story here. Uh Uh-oh, we got a fight. Fight breaks out on Southwest Airlines flight from Dallas to Phoenix. This is breaking news. Here we go. I never get tired of this. Making Angel Soft strong. And... Where'd it go? Like magic. Every time. Angelsoft. Soft and strong. Simple. Here we go. And now to terrifying moments on a Southwest flight today from Love Field to Phoenix. Here we go. Get off of it. All right. Oh. Oh, that man's getting pummeled. Witnesses say a brawl broke out after one man said another man approached his family aggressively. Oh, my God, there's a right hand. This video said she grabbed her 10-year-old daughter and rushed to the back of the plane. Both men, she said, were taken off the plane. Dallas police did respond but made no arrests. In a statement, a Southwest spokesperson said, in part, we commend the crew for managing the situation. Oh, let them fight it out. Come on. The loser, how about we do a loser leaves the plane match? You lose the fight, you got to get off the plane. Oh, man. 
Oh, that's fantastic. All right. Now, uh, let's see. I got I got to mark some stories here because we still got a lot of time left, which I'm cool as the other side of the pillow about. Uh, oh, I got. Oh, and we have a massive trip to take today, people. Oh, man. Yeah, got to do that story there. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Here we go. First story. Now, now, now you've you you've made it on your flight. This is the best part. We can continue the flight scenario just a little bit longer. This is about a California couple Elizabeth Webster and her husband Alex. They were on their honeymoon to Hawaii. Now, now, the, the lovely, lovely, not stereotypical at all. They're taking their honeymoon to Hawaii. They're out there. And you know what? When they're in Hawaii, let's book a snorkeling excursion with uh, the tour boat company Sail Maui. Okay, so they've gone to Maui for, okay, even better. Now, mind you, I would never do anything this stupid because I do not want to go snorkeling in the Pacific Ocean because a shark will eat me. That's just what's going to happen. Or a dolphin will attack me and try to eat my foot like we saw last week. Hawaii. That's what it is. It's Hawaii. According to documents reviewed by uh, news agencies, the pair was part of a 44-passenger group that set sail from Lahaina Harbor at 10 a.m. for the tour and was scheduled to return around 3. That's an all-day thing. Documents said that the boat's captain told everyone that the vessel would be anchored in the location for an hour before sailing to the next location. The captain, however, did not inform the group about when exactly they should be back on the boat. They were also claimed that they were never given instructions on how to get back on the boat or what to do in case of emergency. Um, so what they're, what they're mad about is um, the, the couple went snorkeling and then the boat just drove away. And it left them there. In a statement to Insider, the couple's attorney uh, said that the tour company didn't set boundaries for snorkeling or identify a lifeguard for the excursion or make sure that the snorkelers had a buddy system. At one point, the waters became increasingly turbulent and the couple attempted to swim towards the boat. However, after 15 minutes of swimming, the pair discovered that they still had not made progress towards the boat. I think they ended up like having to fucking swim back to uh, swim back to shore. Lawsuit claims crew members did uh, three head counts, but according to other passengers, the crew did not ask them to stay till during the process. It was just disorganized. Well, that's what I want. I want a disorganized trip in the middle of the Pacific fucking ocean. They were probably pork snorkeling. That's why the boat said nope. Fish stick, what'd you send me? Uh, let's see. Let's see what this is here. Since I'm taking over this plane. Oh, wow. This guy stabbed a flight attendant. Holy shit. Let's see this shit. Because they're going to have to shoot me down today. Remember that. Where are they diverting us? Because wherever it is, there's going to be a blood bath everywhere. You can run away. Since I'm taking over this plane. Wait. I'm telling you right now. Hello. I'm telling you right now. What kind of knife does he have? Ain't a very big knife. 
Pocket knife? Nobody fucking took his ass out? A little, little bit pocket knife? Oh, swing that thing at me, son. Come over here and swing that thing at me with your fucking, with, with your knit cap on. Oh, I, I am going to beat the beard off your face. There's going to be a bloodbath wherever we go. That's the kind of person I want to fly with. Thank you for sending me that, fish stick. Yeah, so this pup, this couple's going to end up fucking having their vacation paid for. Idiots. Now, you want to talk about it. This next story is fucking terrifying. This is this is the shit nightmares are made out of. And Stackar, I, I couldn't be more happy that you no longer live in India. I, I know your wife is over there. I hope she's doing okay. 70-year-old woman has died in southern India. After being attacked by a pack of rampaging monkeys. While on her way to the bathroom. Chat Arobonina Nasavava. A lot of vowels. A lot, lot of consonants in her name right there. Not enough vowels. Was at her home in a village in the state of Tenegan's Kamardi district. When the aggressive creatures pounced on her. The pensioner who lived with her daughter in Ramerty Village was alone at the time of the attack. Oh, and these are them gross monkeys. They have the red asses. Oh, I don't like those monkeys. Her daughter, who had been away for a wedding, later rushed her mother to the hospital where she died from her injuries. Rather than being mauled by the animals, police said she slipped and hit her head on the floor. She sustained the injuries, would later die as she tried to escape the mob of monkeys. I never lived in India, and she's in northern India. No monkeys in the farmlands. Okay, good, good. Thank God. Thank God you escaped that. Is this really a problem? Is Is this a big problem in India? Hey, just buy a machine gun. I know that a monkey can't take a fucking round to the chest. I, I don't mean to laugh at this, but this is funny how it's worded. The fatal attack is just the latest in a long line of monkey-related tragedies in India. <laughs> monkey-related tragedies in India, which is home to millions of primates. A little girl who was bleeding after she'd been bitten almost everywhere was rushed to the hospital where she died from her injuries. That was, that was last year. In 2021, the mother of an eight-day-old twins claimed her babies had been snatched by the ferocious monkeys with one of the little girls killed and the other rescued. In 2020, a mother of four and her children were crushed to death in, the, in their homes after a wall was brought down by a troop of monkeys. Well, you know, you know how I said, you know, we need to set up our military on the southern border. India needs to send their damn military to the south part of India and start wiping out some fucking primates. Reports at times that it was the sixth monkey-related death since 2019 alone in Sambal. 
Man, you don't want to fuck with them damn monkeys in India. Them India monkeys are mean. They're aggressive. They push walls down. Shit, hire them to take on the Taliban. Somebody should spank the monkey. Those dumb monkeys don't take shit from anybody. Did the, did they get Mickey Dolans and Peter Tork to comment? No comment from those monkeys. Oh man, that's fucking horrible. I couldn't imagine that. That what kind of fresh hell would that be? Let's say you're at home. You know, you 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 you're watching your your fourth hour of either Judge Mathis or Judge Judy, maybe the People's Court. You got yourself a nice beverage. You're about to sit down and enjoy and watch this before the news starts. And all of a sudden, you get a weird knock on the door. And there's a troop of crazed, endangered wild monkeys. And they're like, hey, we're coming in, and we're going to bite the fuck out of you. A couple of us are going to hump you. And then we're going to leave. We might push over a wall or two. Why do you let them in? I, I don't let them in. I'd be like, go to the next house. Come on, monkeys. Oh, that's beyond a wacky DJ kind of death right there. That, that is my biggest fear. My biggest fear is dying a wacky DJ death, meaning people like me will be talking about my death on morning radio all over the country the next day. Whether it be foot first in a wood chipper, a savage monkey attack, I, I, I don't know, but it's going to be, and I don't want that. I, I just want to go peacefully in my sleep like my dad did. That's it. Just sleeping. No no wackiness, no craziness there. I don't want to be like going out in public and I'm attacked by, you know, either a hawk or an eagle and they peck my eyes out and then they kill me. Don't want to go out that way. Mm-mm. You always see Planet of the Apes. Uh, of the ape shit taking place in America. No, it's fixing to start in India. And, y- you know, the Planet of the Apes, they, them apes are like big old chimpanzees that turn into people. Not none of these little-ass mean monkeys. Little spider monkeys that go around, them red asses. I want to see a whole bunch of monkeys falling into a big-ass wood chipper all scrambling to climb out. Nope, fuck you, you fucking woman-killing bitches. I'm not saying I want you gone, but if you go first into a wood chipper, there better be video. No, uh-uh. If I see a wood chipper and I'm driving, I change lanes. That's how I, I don't want to be close to them. Because I, I feel that they have the aura of Arnie, come here. Arnie, come here. Boy, the Hilton and Holiday Inn are in a little bit of trouble here. Two separate cases here in Texas. Um, well, <sighs> horrifying cases of women being raped in their rooms at hotel chains are occurring because staff are allegedly handing over keys to predators unchecked. In two separate cases, men allegedly broke into women's rooms after lying to staff to obtain key cards. In an even more shocking incident, one of the men allegedly able to convince police and hotel staff to deliver his victim to his room.
One alleged unwanted entry was only foiled when a quit-thinking woman slammed a door on the intruder's hand, cutting off his finger clean in the process. Well, you look, look who got fingered there. This is horrible. This is, this is what is America now. Let me tell you what America is now. People don't have pride anymore in anything that they do, no matter what it is. Oh, my God, a father in China cut his son's screen time and the son attacked him with a fucking meat cleaver? Dad's not even doing any fucking karate to back this kid up. Kid's throwing shitty punches. Looks like he's fought Jake Paul. And now he takes that cleaver and Daddy grabbed the, the arm with the cleaver. Oh, I'm, I, look, look here, I'm, I ain't going to grab that damn cleaver. I'm going to break the kid's arm. Kid's got a cleaver coming after me. I'm going to grab that, his one arm, because he's a little kid. He ain't that strong. I'm going to grab that one arm, and then I'm going to use my left arm, and I'm going to fucking thrust down an elbow on the tricep area while pulling up on the forearm area. Oh, I'm breaking that motherfucker's arm clean in half. You come after me. My, my son comes after me with, 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 with a meat cleaver? Oh, it's on. I'm, I'm not one for assaulting kids like my own kids. You come after me with a meat cleaver, you're going to get your ass kicked. Maybe I'll start telling them that in the, in, 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 in <laughs> when I'm rocking them to sleep. What the fuck? I just read over a thousand monkey bites a day in India. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, like, like that dad is not operating by the rules that Derek even states. Because the rules of this show are... If a man comes attack you and you know Kung Fu, you're going to high yah him, right? I mean, I'd high yah my kid if he came at me with a meat cleaver. I, uh, and then... Nathan, call 911. I mean, I, I mean, I'm hoping my kid then will say... Will you poop on me? No, no, I'm just going to break your arm clean in half, that's all. I mean, because once again, let's listen to the immortal words of Grady Judd. Listen, that, that's a bunch of hooey, that soft and cuddly feeling. We're going to hug a thug. Y'all need to wake up. Hey, man, you got to whip that kid's ass. Kid comes at you one day with a meat cleaver. He's going to fucking use a tank the next day. Fuck him right in his butt. That Indian gal say, don't you ever fart on my tits again. I just got rid of that sound effect. Um, there you go. All right. So now now it's not safe to stay in hotels around the country. That's fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to need my key. And, and by the way, what do these guys look like? Uh, I need my key uh, to room 69. You know, where my wife is now, that hot broad. Those monkeys are big fans of Don Imus, and they're going out. Yeah, they are. They well, they were Don. They they were fans of Dima, Don Imus until that's a, that's a nappy headed horse there. I'm gonna take that down. <laughs> oh, man. man, that's yeah. some, ooh, like kind of like a I don't know Spike Lee thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jigaboos versus the Wannabes. Yeah, that a, movie that he had. Oh my God, how was that ever okay on radio? Oh, that's right, it wasn't. Now, I, I got to say that I, I enjoy seeing stories like this. Well, no, hold on a second. Before I get to that one, got to do this story. This, this, is, this is another maddening story out there. And 
Sydney Sweeney sizzles in a black bikini while starring in a new video for Frankie's. Okay, Sydney Sweeney. That's from uh, that uh, that show on HBO. Uh, the show's called Titties. Uh, a Massachusetts school faces federal investigation for racial segregation after barring white students from auditioning for a school play. Really? I, I, seriously? Really? A high school theater company held auditions for a show exclusively for BIPOC, black uh, indentured people of color. Public school district is now under investigation by the Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights. School district previously noted that it supports the premise and educational value of this performance. Um, the, the title of the show is called Lost and Found, Our Stories as People of Color. I need a minute to compose myself. First of all, who in their right fucking mind in the school district thought that this would be okay? Now, I know that we live in this weird, turmoiled, fucking up is down, black is white world where we reward people for doing what's wrong and people that do what's right, we actually punish them. What happened to school plays being like Macbeth or, 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 or Fiddler on the Roof or, or Hairspray or Grease? Or, or anything. Well, why, why do we have a story now that's called Lost and Found, our stories as people of color? Now, I do not think that um, William Shakespeare wrote that for some odd reason. I, 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 and, and I don't think that, that schools should only do William Shakespeare stuff. But what I'm saying is that th- this is the you're asking for trouble. Hello, oh, here's the auditioner's thing. Uh, Hello, auditioner. Thank you for auditioning for Lost and Found. We're looking forward to seeing your audition. Please read the packet carefully. It will outline details of the production process. Make sure to also fill out the audition form. uh, If you have further questions, don't hesitate to ask. It's a no-cut cabaret-style show for students of color at North. This show was created two years ago by an alumni to provide a safe community space for students of color to express themselves through the performing arts. So we're not going to allow students who aren't of color to perform? See, this is where we get in this weird, tricky world that we've created. And we have created it. We have created it by not saying anything. We've created this world of black graduations and black proms. 
We've all seen this. We've all heard of this, right? The the black prom and the black graduation. It's only for the black students. Now, please, can anyone tell me how that is not racist? When you allow a group to do something and don't allow another group based on the color of their skin, that is what def- that that that's kind of the definition of racism. So now we have a play in a school where no white kid, well, as a white kid, do I have to go? I mean, is this something that you're going to force me to go see? Because if you force me to go see this, you're violating my civil rights then. Because I don't have any, I, I, I don't have, I don't care about this. And, and... Don't forget the black dorms. Oh, I look, Dan, I, I agree with you. I, all of this. What happens if I don't like the performance? What if I think the performance is bad? Am I allowed to critique it? Am I allowed to say anything because I'm white? What if I work for the school newspaper and I have to review this and it sucked? Can I say it sucked? Or if I say it sucked, I suck because I'm a racist, right? By the way, when is the white-only play? Oh, oh, did I touch a nerve there? See, Chris Rock talks a little bit about this in his special. This is where he kind of went off the rails when he makes fun of white men for being canceled, saying that white men still own this country. Well, I'd, I'd like to see some of those men. Because it don't pay to be white in this country right now. And I'm not saying that from a racist standpoint. I'm just saying it from a real standpoint. If you allow black-only dorms but not allow white-only dorms, it, 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 I, I can't wrap my head around it because that's preposterous. That doesn't make sense. If you have black-only dorms, then you should have Hispanic-only dorms. Oh, okay, they're okay with that. Okay, what about Asian-only dorms? Oh, you're okay with that. Okay, great. So we have black-only dorms, Asian-only dorms, Hispanic-only dorms, and now we have white-only dorms. No, you can't do that one. Well, why not? Well, that's racist. You see, what happens is this. The reason why I'm so good at talking this out is because I worked with two Nimrods on an afternoon show that only talked in circles. I I have a doctorate in talking circles with these morons. My job was to get them from point A to point B to point C to point D to keep the conversation going and not just go into a big circle because that's all this is, is a big gigantic circle. And when they answer you, and this is the way they answer you, because I like to tell you guys how to, to, to fight these things. When you say, well, what about the white-only dorm? Well, every dorm here is white-only. Whites can go anywhere they want. Well, they can't go in the black-only dorm. So how is that okay? Oh, white man has so much to begin with. We're not talking about that. We're talking about your current racism that you have right now. See, nobody wants to point out that they're racist. When you say that you want a black-only dorm, 
saying you only want to be around your kind of people. I don't care. Literally, I don't care if that's what you want. If that's what you want, good. Go make it happen. But you better have a fucking white-only dorm on that campus, too. Because you can't have one without the other, and they're both racist. Sorry, not sorry. But, of course, what happens? Especially on a college campus. I'm glad we went to the college campus on this. What happens is is that you propose the white-only dorm, and you're screamed at, and you're yelled at, and you're told you're a monster. And then they get up, and they walk away from the table, and they don't have a conversation with you again. That's how they win their arguments. Well, they don't win their arguments. They just don't finish their arguments. Why? Because they know they've been beaten. I played you a sound clip last week, and the transgenders are doing this too. When a young man on a podcast was asked if you would rather make love to the oldest woman in the world or the hottest transgender woman in the world. And he said he would make love to the oldest woman in the world because if he made love to the hottest transgender woman in the world, he would be, he would be having gay sex. And the answer to that is true. Yes, it is very, very true. And he said that, and one of the hosts of this show became so enraged with him, she was calling him names. She finally said, oh, I have to fucking leave, otherwise I'm going to knock his fucking head off. Well, that's a wonderful way to have a conversation, is to threaten violence on that, when the young man was 100% correct. Him having sex with a biological male in today's terms would make him gay, or it would lean him towards gay. And he's not gay. He doesn't find men attractive. But what happens is when you make that logical argument, when you make sense out of it, when you use facts and you use all this stuff behind you. You remember a couple of years ago, they said that arguing with facts in schools was racist. That, that is a real story. I'm going to have to go back and look that one up. But a few years ago, they were saying that if you actually use facts and logic in your, your arguments, you're being a racist. Because black people, and, and this is part of that lie about black people, where they're, they, they're not, they, they don't get uh, to go to libraries and research as much as white people do. Huh? They're trying to equate it to black people swimming. Black people are not given the ability to swim early on in life because they mainly come from urban areas and there aren't a lot of swimming holes in urban areas. So they don't learn how to swim at an early age, meaning they're not the strongest swimmers. It's not a racial thing. Is a thing that they aren't given the opportunity to swim. And they try to say, well, black people aren't given the opportunity to study. Huh? Since when? Not in my lifetime. I've never been to a segregated school. I've never, and I grew up in the South. Am I considered a racist because I don't want to be around any stupid people ever? Um... You wouldn't be racist for that. You would be, um, you'd be a classist. Not racist, though. I, I mean, they, they're going to throw racist in there for you, Derek. So I might as well just say, yes, you'll be a racist for it. See, I'm, I'm fine with it. You want to call me, call me every name you want. Racist I can come back from. That's an easy one to come back from. You start getting, you know, you, you start going down the Jared Fogle route, you start calling me that name, well, then we're going to have some issues. 
Because that's the one name you you still don't come back from. Ugh. From that at all. But there you go. By the way, these are these are public high schools too, and these are tax dollars that you pay and your property tax to keep those doors open and pay for these productions like, hey, I'm black and fuck you, you're white. That should be the name of it. All right. Now, usually we take a trip to this place and we have a couple stories. Today we have three. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. <laughs> Florida event venue owner Mario Rodriguez and one of his employees were arrested Thursday night at a wedding. A cell phone video, and yes, we have the video, and yes, I'm sharing it right now with you. Um, shows what happened. Let's let's play the video, shall we? All right. Oh, there's the owner of the venue. He's walking around. Oh my God, he's got a gun. Oh my God. Holy shit. Okay, uh, all right. <laughs> a Florida Vince venue owner was taken into custody after he barged into the reception and threatened guests with a gun. Well, that's just a regular old wedding in Florida. Uh, it happened at the Silo Farms venue in Davie when a worker identified himself uh, and ordered Jonathan Campo, the wedding DJ, to shut down the music because he didn't want the police to find them for law, for noise pollution. Campo, who was hired by his cousin to play music at the reception, told Raffert that he was playing their last song of the night and lowered the music, although there were still 40 minutes remaining of the party. He recalled that Baffert reached for the DJ equipment and that he pushed him away before a scuffle ensued, and that's when the gun came out. Campo attempted to defuse the situation, when he, which quickly escalated as Rodriguez pointed the gun at him. Yeah, usually that's going to do it. When somebody returns to the scene and they have a gun and they're waving it around like they just don't care, bad shit happens. Ogre says, what a genius. Adios, familia. I'm off to a wedding. Good thing I have a gun. All right, there's story number one. That That is the definition of a shotgun wedding right there, I'll tell you that. Oh, oh boy. Now, only in Florida. Uh, Scott Hollingsworth is this man's name. He lives in Daytona Beach. And he was at his house, minding his own business, just hanging out. It's 940 at night. Saturday night, and all of a sudden he heard a noise outside. Now, 
you see, living in Texas, if I heard a, a noise outside, I, I would I would take my big Bowie knife. I would have Bubba walk to the door with me, but he would stop about 30 feet away. And I'd investigate the noise. The first thing I would do is I'd open my the peephole thing where we got, and I'd look out there to see what was around me, see what was going on. The hell, I got a damn visitor in the studio. Fucking Roscoe climbed, climbed all the way in here. So uh, so you hear a noise, and you go to the front door. Now, in Florida, you don't go to the front door. If I hear a weird noise in Florida, I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the cops immediately because it's Florida. Well, not this idiot. No, nope. Dude went to the door, and he opened the door. That was, that was mistake number two. You opened the door. And all of a sudden, as soon as he opened the door, <laughs> that's right. He was grabbed and started to be shaken violently, which he assumed was a dog. But no, it was not a dog. It was, in fact, a nine-foot alligator. Holy shit! He stepped back inside, shut the door to find a huge gash on the side of his leg. He had to go to the hospital, get surgery. Wildlife officials said the gator later reported to be nine feet was eventually euthanized. Now, see, that pisses me off. That pisses me off right there. Because, see, in Florida, they protect them goddamn alligators. They protect them alligators like there's no tomorrow down there. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If I find out that this this alligator, after it got done, <laughs> that they are fixing to kill it, I would be like, uh-uh, no, no, you don't. That I get to do that shit. Uh-uh, you, you don't get to kill that, sir. That is mine. He found it, Nancy Pelosi. On the last time I saw a mouth like that, I had a hook in it. On the other side of the leg, gross. Oh, yeah, I, I'm telling the wildlife, no, 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 you do not get to kill that gator. You're going to kill that gator, I get to kill it. And I guess I have to do it humanely, even though it didn't attack my foot humanely. Let's see, I'm looking at this damn alligator right now. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, I, I ain't going to do the old 22 to the back of the head. No. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get a big old sharp-ass axe, and I'm cutting this thing's head clean off. Just clean off. Lop that bitch off. Here you go. Take you to the taxidermist. Hey, do you think you could taxidermy like a fake-looking foot that I can put in its mouth? Because that'll be the, the story behind it. And, yeah, I better get to keep this alligator, too. Does it say in the story he gets to keep the alligator? Fortunately, there's no damage to my knee, which I'm concerned about. Everything's going well. He says he won't be biking anytime soon. This is very interesting here. Hold on a second here. Did, did, did I get a Daytona Beach police? Daytona Beach police. All right, here we go. We got their phone number. There we go. We got a phone number for them. Okay, here we go. Let's, let, let, let's get because I got some questions here. One. Three, eight, six. That's a terrible one. Six, seven, one, fifty, one hundred. All right. 
you've reached the department for the city of Daytona Beach. Okay. If this is an emergency, hang up and dial 911. Please listen to the message as the menu choices have changed. All calls are subject to being recorded. If you want to report a crime or unlawful activity, no. reach animal control or dispatch, press 3. If you know the extension of the person you are calling, Animal press control, I like One that. One moment, please. Yeah, I like the animal control part. Nobody working there today? Ain't no ain't, ain't nobody in? I mean it it's late in the day there. It's it's one. You have reached the communication center non emergency number for Volusia County. Mm. If this is an emergency, please hang up and no. dial nine one one. No. Otherwise, uh -uh. please continue to hold and your okay. call will be answered by the next available public right. safety telecommunicator. Fair enough. Let's see if anybody answers. Uh, are being rescued. Oh, two of the people got rescued from Mexico. That's good. Is that gal still going to get the tummy tuck? I mean, they're all the way down there. Might as well. Okay, if I get the answering machine again, we're going to hang up. Because, obviously, they got a lot of crime happening there. They don't have time for tomfoolery. You have reached the communication oh, center. Man, oh, man. Thank God that wasn't an emergency. We'll have to call them back. I have to find out, because I got a lot of questions asked. Like, why didn't that guy get to keep the alligator? Alligator ate him. He should be able to eat the alligator. All right, last story out of the Sunshine State. Here we go. I'm not making this up. I can't make shit like this up. A Florida woman has hit headlines after calling for a sugar daddy and mommy appreciation day in Boca Raton. The woman, who was wearing a blonde wig, identified herself as Ashley Cream, not her real name, took to the microphone in Boca Raton planning and uh, zoning board meeting Thursday to propose that March 10th should be a designated day to celebrate the area's benefactors. Oh, wait. Oh, we have her? Oh, good. Let's play this moron, shall we? Has the largest per capita population of sugar daddies in the U.S.? Miami, Palm Beach, and Boca lies the most concentrated populace of these aged benefactors. Sugar daddies, both gay and straight, and yes, even sugar mommies, are responsible for college educations, cars, homes, rents, jets, Birkins, and the occasional body enhancement. But not me though, I'm all natural. No, you're not. You're just fat. Supporting our local economy. Let us celebrate these. Are you retarded? Giving generous Samaritans as I stand before you, requesting that you decree a sugar daddy and mommy appreciation day on March 10th. Okay. All right. Enough. Let me, let me just say this right now. I, I, I'm done. I, I'm just done. 
So uh, from now on, when we have these board meetings and stuff, there should be somebody armed there. And when somebody stupid like this starts talking, you should be able to fire a gun in the air and scare that person out of the room. The first one's a warning shot. The next one's in your thigh. You're proposing a sugar daddy's and mama day. And if you don't know what a sugar daddy is, let, let, let me let you in on this little stupid world that's out there. And I, I don't understand the men that are in this. Um, these these wealthy men who are probably in their sick 50s to 60s and older, what they do is they find themselves a, a younger woman who usually isn't that attractive. There's a lot of makeup and filler involved there. She's had some work done, if you will. And what she wants to do is she just wants to be arm candy for this guy as they go around town. They go to, you know, his favorite restaurant at 4.30 in the afternoon for dinner. And then he goes to bed at 6 o'clock, and then she goes out and spends all his money because he's a sugar daddy. And there's no sex involved. Uh, the, the, these people are, are genuine idiots. Uh, everybody involved. The sugar daddies who are giving the money away and these women and even young men that do it, you know what? Y'all need to go to jail. Y- y'all need an ass whooping. When you're spinning around, things come undone. Welcome to Earth. Third right. Yeah, amen. A sugar daddy day. And she's with her sugar daddy, it looks like. And she's got these enormous boobs. And she's retarded looking. And I just hate the world that we live in. I hate it. I hate it so much. God almighty. That is going to do it for us today. (laughs) After hearing about a national sugar mama and sugar daddy day. I will be back tomorrow. Same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Tomorrow we got listener mail. So if you got anything that you want to write about. Please write me right now at arnieradio1 at gmail.com. Please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic day. And adios, everybody. Our love is unconditional. Knew it from the start. I see it in your eyes. You can feel it from my heart. From here on after, let's stay the way we are right now. And share all the love and laughter that a lifetime will allow. I cross my heart and promise to give all I've got to give to make all your dreams come true. In all the world, you'll never find a love as true as mine. my life complete and as long as there's a breath in me 
make yours just as sweet As we look into the future It's as far as we can see So let's make each tomorrow Be the best that it can be I cross my heart and promise to Give all I've got to give To make all your dreams come true In all the world You'll never find A love as true as mine It starts to storm You've got the promise of my love To keep you warm You know You've got to beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever. And so is the Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.